Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Talk Nintendo podcast. I am one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and alongside me tonight, as always, is Perry Burkham. Hey! We originally had planned to talk about what games we've been playing, as we normally do, and have our special guest, Jules Watchem, chime in with his... And we actually ended up recording Jules's section first because of lack of time that he had to commit, but we ended up going way over our allotted time. So this week, we're going to skip what we've been playing, and we're going to just get right into what Jules has been playing, and then back into our feature topic, which is uh, a real treat that I think uh, you guys are really going to enjoy listening to. So uh, please enjoy. Thanks. And extremely honored to introduce our first ever guest to the Talk Nintendo podcast, formerly of Renegade Kid, founder and head of Atui, Jules Watcher. Hey guys, how's it going? I am Swell. well, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show, I appreciate it. Oh, the, fir- no, we... the first guest, what a great honor. Very cool. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. we're both very big fans, so uh, we're very happy uh, to have you here tonight. Well, thanks guys, I appreciate that. And uh, we were just talking about some games we've been playing, and uh, it looks like you've got a couple games you've been up to uh, as well. Yeah, I mean, even though I'm busy working, I always try and get some games in as well. But uh, yeah, one that <laughs> actually really kind of caught my attention recently, which is funny because it's kind of an older game, I guess. It's, it's new to me, and that's always exciting when you find an old-ish game and it's it's brand new to you. Is On the eShop, it's called uh, Mercenary Saga 2 on the 3DS eShop. It's like five bucks. And I think I saw it when it was 20% off. So it was like four bucks or something. Um, yeah, you can't beat that. Yeah, and I think Circle Entertainment, who published it, I think they, I think I saw their tweet about the sale. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Um, and it, obviously it's very similar to um, Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, yeah, I was going to say it has a very similar style with uh, how it looks. Yeah, so I don't know why, it just kind of piqued my interest. I think because the art, the pixel art style looked really tight and just looked really done well, you know? It just looked like a lot of love had been poured into it, so that's what piqued my interest. Um, and it's such a great price, I'm like, oh my gosh, if this even has, you know, a quarter of what it's promising, then it's, it's definitely worth five bucks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and I'm still playing it, I love it. It's, it's like, right now, a lot of times, like... Um, when I go to bed, basically, I'll kind of like it's, it's a perfect game for that. Where I'm, you know, I'm I'm all good to go. I'm in bed, you know, I'm wanting to get a little bit tired, you know. I'll get like one round in on Mercenary Saga 2, um, save it, and then that usually that'll be it, kind of thing. And it's just perfect for that. Um, but I found myself even kind of chipping away at, you know, <laughs> other moments. I'm like, all right, let's just do one more round. And yeah, it's really neat. I, I like it a lot. It's like um, you're saying Final Fantasy. Is it have like a, a robust job? Um you know system at all or is it um, you know that kind of deal you know i i don't i'm not hugely uh versed on the complexities of that genre i'm relatively new to it i, I kind of i scratched the surface with tactics but i didn't fully go through it um the whole game so um 
I'm somewhat of a noob to that kind of genre. Oh, it's, um, it's same with me. Yep. Um, so I, I, I'm not an authority on it at all. So I really don't know <laughs> the answer to your question. Um, but you, they, they, they definitely. Like... Go ahead. Oops, sorry. I was gonna say, have you played like Fire Emblem at all? If, if does it compare uh, at all to that? A little bit. Again, I, 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 I've, I've, been, I've actually played Mercenary Saga two more than I have any of the other games, which is really oh, wow. weird because <laughs> this is obviously a, a clone of those. Wow. Um, so uh, yeah I've actually played this more than I have those right now because it's just so accessible and I'm like it's on my you know it's on my 3DS it's digital I'm like great I can dive in there and I think if Tactics was on the eShop as a virtual console game I'd, I'd probably have that and I'd be into it I mean I do own it on the on the GBA um, and actually did yeah, dip but... into it um, uh, after I got Mercenary Saga 2 um, and it's good you know um, but I think it's a lot heavier in stories a lot of more conversations going on a lot more of that which i'm not yeah, a huge fan content of content in general yeah yeah um so what i like about mercenary saga 2 is it's really a light version of that very light on story very basic um and it's uh, again i don't know how it compares to the other games in this re- in this regard but it's very modular how i've found it anyway where you do one battle you finish it you save it great you get a bunch of you know experience points and cash awesome so then you can obviously spend that however you want on buying new stuff or using it to upgrade your guys whether and there are there definitely are um uh what do you call it um uh, um not class but job whatever trees whatever you call it class class yeah Yeah, class class trees trees. so there is definitely is that but i haven't quite got enough uh, points to actually get into that yet i think i need to be level 10 and i'm at level 9 so i think when i get to level 10 i can finally get into that and start going down the branches and see what that offers um but i have been using them to kind of increase different aspects of each character and i've got like a party of four or five right now already which is pretty good um and getting different um uh, weapons and stuff and like I said it's very modular so you just play it get a round done a battle done save it and then next time I'll then spend all the goodies and jump into a new one and what's nice about it is I've found where I've jumped into the round got my ass kicked and went wow that was tough and then at first I was like oh I have all of this cash and all these points I can spend so I spent them all and did the round again and then I did much better and that shows, that shows how much of a noob I am to this, to that, to that genre. And then but the nice thing was, then the next round I jumped into it, got completely obliterated because they were all surrounding me, and I just kind of split up my guys, two over here, two over there, one over there, and they just demolished me. And I'm like, wow, that did not work out the way I wanted it to. So like, great, I'm just, as a group, I'm just going to go around and pick them off as a group now, and that works way better. So I'm like, ah, oh, that's really. And again, I'm probably sounding very naive when it comes to that genre, but I'm like, that was cool. I like that. I'm like that realization as a player I'm like wow I got completely owned in that what do I do let's change my the way I approach this with the exact same stats and it actually paid off I'm like oh that's awesome so then I moved on to the next round totally. so yes yeah, yeah, I'm, really, I'm really enjoying it it's really really neat yeah that's what I like about those games where you can like just take it the board at one you know look and go one way and it could not work and then just to be able to like go back to the drawing board and you know take a different approach uh approach, yeah excuse me that's why pick, i, like I generally like those games yeah it, yeah it's kind of like chess i guess in a way in that regard definitely have you played advanced wars yes i have played that more yeah i have played some advanced wars that's a great game yeah yeah and yep. and see i like that better than fire emblem because i think it's more strategic because like you can't like really grind out your characters right like back and then just kind of power drive you know through mm-hmm. so yeah advanced was you know, awesome for... yeah what a great game yeah. i guess oh, yeah. yeah i guess yeah. this actually is more similar to that in some regards where it's, it's kind of basic which is nice it's it's good yeah exactly i had a friend that had played the uh 
the tactics. Mm-hmm. That's like one of his favorite games ever the for the DS. And he can't really play. He says he doesn't like Advance Wars because it's hmm. too simple. Oh, interesting. And it's just, yeah, it's like, well. Man, okay. if you go far <laughs> in Advance Wars, it gets tough. Pretty fast, actually. Oh, yeah. I, I oh, love yeah, the yeah. Uh, the character, the charm of Advance Wars, the way the, the different oh, leaders yeah. will talk to you and the way they have different personalities. Really impressive. It, they make war fun. <laughs> yeah, they really do. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's really well know, done. It's like, all right, well, you beat me, so you you defeated all of my thousands of soldiers, so mm. let's be friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, anyway, so that's that's the main one I've been playing, which is really cool. Uh, recently, I finished uh, Chase uh, Cold Case Investigations: Distant Memories. Nice long uh, title. I was on that gonna one. say that's a mouthful. Yeah, really. Um, and uh, it's pretty cheap again. It's about probably around four or five bucks again. I think maybe six. I'm not sure now. Um, and it's you know obviously a mystery kind of detective thing, and it's kind of similar to. It's by the guys that did. Um, Hotel Dusk, I think. The same team that did that. Uh, yeah. What are they called? I was going to say, it's sort of similar to like an Ace Attorney. It really is. Not- it is. It kind of has an Ace Attorney kind of vibe to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but less. But there's no courtroom. Well, yeah, there's no courtroom. I mean, there's some cross exam. Not cross examining. There's interviewing people, but there's no like courtroom kind of drama yeah. kind of set up. So it doesn't have that aspect. But yeah, it is definitely a similar vibe to that. Where, yeah, you're. There's. There's people to interview and talk to uh, really awesome artwork um, and then you know some kind of pretty simple interactive elements to kind of do some investigation but I mean you, you're done in like two hours it's a really short and you really I played it and I beat it first try and I wasn't really trying very hard and it's like oh okay so it's really just a nice interactive you know mystery really um, not too taxing um, it's pretty neat yeah I heard that uh, it, it was brisk but I, it seemed like the a lot of people are really enjoying it. It, it yeah. definitely seems like one of those games where when I'm in a drought and I, I have a weekend or, like you said, one night. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. It's just a nice, quick thing. And like I said, the, the production value is really great. Um, the artwork's amazing. And it's neat because the characters, the way they move, I'm not sure if they're real-time 3D kind of models because they have very subtle movements and stuff, or it's just painted that way. I don't know, but it's, it's nice. It's a nice execution. Um, so anyway, so that was cool. That was a nice weird surprise game that I got, I guess, probably because it was affordable and looked pretty neat. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, Corpse Party, um, another 3DS game, which I think is on the eShop now, but I actually got the retail one. Um, they had a special on Amazon where they had, you could get the game in a box and it comes with little figurines and the soundtrack. It was like a special kind of whatever oh the the back to school edition yes exactly thank you that's the one back to school um, <laughs> yeah i, I yeah. thought about getting this one but then uh, there's just so many other games going I on know, i ended up totally. canceling um but it's neat i mean I, I need to get back into it but it's wow i didn't know what to expect but it looked cool i like the idea of a pixel overhead kind of survival horror type rpg weird thing um and yeah it's exactly what it is it's really well done and it's uh, very anime has a very uh, definitely a, a, a heavy kind of Japanese culture kind of vibe to it, which is you know neat. Obviously, it's made by a Japanese company, I think, so that that would be why. Um, I think they actually was made in RPG Maker back in the day. Oh wow! And then they ended up yeah. porting it to like, and I think it came out on PSP and Vita, and then finally now on 3DS. But yeah, this huh. was a uh, originally made in RPG Maker. Wow! Was it in made in Japan or was it made in the states or Europe? Or? Um, uh, I'm I've pretty sure Japan. it was Japan. Yeah, yes. it, it 
okay, right. I mean, it, it seems that, but obviously it could be someone who's just a fan of that that style of stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's cool. Anyway, so yeah, so I'm pretty new to that, but I jumped into it, and that was neat. Um, I need to get back into that. And it's obviously it seems like it's pretty big actually. Um, so that's yeah, I've heard it's got like a, a ton of different endings. Um, oh, okay. And I heard it's pretty gruesome, dark game, which. It's it appealing is. to me. I, I sort of like those eerie, you know, scary games that you sort of give you the willies, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely does have a, a dark, a darkness to it. Yeah, which is cool. But it has some lights, kind of humor. I don't know if you guys watch any anime stuff, but it has some kind of typically funny, some kind tropes. of goofy kind of anime stuff going on. But interactions between the characters, uh, just occasionally, just in the dialogue, and it's all fully voiced in Japanese. So all of the all of the dialogue is with voice acting of mm. Japanese actors the entire time, which is fascinating and they're good quality. So it's like, Honestly, wow. I really, I really like when they, they do that. Yeah. So are they speaking Japanese with English subtitles? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the actors yeah. are great. It's really good. Yeah. The, the story, I mean, like I'm not really big on like gruesome horror type stuff, but like the story is, something it's just intriguing like the the concept of like the other dimension of a is it an elementary school yeah elementary school Mm -hmm. right i mean you know when you have like young kids everything is creepy right if it's yeah if it's ghosts kids then that's always creepier i just yeah there is something about it that you know it there must be there is a reason why this thing is you know keeps coming out on on a bunch of different stuff you know so yeah definitely so anyway, so that's my third my third game. So lots of uh, lots of 3ds uh, love happening right now. All right. Totally. That sounds like when we talk about games, it's like almost primarily 3ds stuff. Yeah, it's just there's so many games, you know. And then yeah, you get smaller exactly. eShop games coming out that are always intriguing. And yeah. um, there's one that came out last week. I, I'm blanking on the name. It, it, I think it was another like a uh, horror s game. Hmm. What is it? Something. Sn- it was like snowy. Oh, I'm blanking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice Station Z. Yes, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that I game s- looked intriguing too. It does look intriguing. I didn't download it yet, um, but it, I watched some videos of it, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm on the fence. I'm not sure about it yet. So I want to see. I think see that's some another more. cheap game, right? I think it's only a couple dollars. I, I think it is. I think it's like four dollars, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think because I had so many games already, I'm like, oh, I'll wait and see if. <laughs> not that you know, it's not expensive, but I have so much gaming yeah, stuff can, going you, on right you now. You only have so much time. <laughs> yeah, because if you yeah. also got that, um, what's it called? Something the slimes, um, which is another kind of turn-based um, strategy, you know, tactics-esque game. What's it called now? Something of the slimes. I, I, I don't know. Slimes? Yeah, um, it's older. Again, a Circle published it. I'm going to load it up real quick. Uh, Circle published it. Because um, I had tweeted to them saying, oh, you know, Mesh News is really cool. And they're like, hey, you should check out this other game. Which is another one they published. Let me see if I can pull Ambition of the Slimes? Yes, thank you. There we go. I just typed in slime yes. circle. <laughs> uh, yes, Ambition, Ambition <laughs> of the Slimes. Which is really neat. It's Oh, and then... Um, and Faerun 2, which I need to get into. And also Quest of Dungeons that I need to get into. Oh, and also downloaded Pirate Pop, which is really cute. Yeah, um, we, we talked about that last episode, actually. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's a fun one. Oh, and Gurumon 3D also downloaded that as well. So, okay, uh, yeah, my lo- my backlog's growing quite fast. And I already had a backlog, so whatever. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> I, I, I remember reading somewhere on Twitter, it said... Uh, 
give a man a game and he'll play it and then teach a man how to make a game and he'll never play another video game ever again. Huh. And, and <laughs> so I didn't know what boat you were in. Right. But usually on Twitter you kind of you post a lot about uh, games you're playing. So that's Yeah, no, about. no, I definitely uh, love playing games. I mean, I guess I go in and out of, of you know, phases or whatever, but um, no, I mean, for, yeah, I mean, I think that's what I love about 3DS is I can play it anywhere, anytime. You know, yeah. I, 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 I love the Wii U. I, I've got a Wii U. Uh, the, the great games that have come out on it are awesome. I've loved them, but, you know, I just don't have... I'd love to play some more 3D World. I'd love to play... Um, Wind Waker HD, um, but you know, I just yeah. it just well, doesn't fit <laughs> my lifestyle, you know. Uh, Nintendo uh, might have solved that issue for you. Indeed. In their ne- in their next console. <laughs> Indeed. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Of handheld games and console games in a, yep. in one unit. I mean, obviously the Switch is is quite big uh, in comparison to the, to the 3DS. So it'd be interesting to see how portable mm-hmm. it is. Looks like a similar size to a gamepad, which isn't too bad. You know, that's. It's still pretty portable. No, it's really not. You I just mean, it's need kind to of... get a nice case to carry it in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I'm sure there'll be plenty of those. Like, whereas, like, the 3DS is still in that, like, cell phone Yeah, you like, can put it in your pocket. Zone. Yeah, totally. See, now this is more like a tablet zone, Exactly. Right? So, it is slightly different, but I'm yeah. sure we'll manage. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't freaking wait. <laughs> yeah, no, like I'm, said, I'm excited. Especially with yeah. RPGs where, you know, console RPGs, it's like... You can't find 60 hours to sit in front of the TV and yeah, play it. No. But, you know, when you're at work and you got a half-hour lunch or an exactly. hour lunch, it's just nice to, to pop it out and play a little bit. And Yeah, you can chip away. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm doing with Dragon Quest. And, my God, I, I would have... I played, like, 50 hours, and I'm, like, dying already on the 3DS. I couldn't imagine, like, playing that back on a PS2 back in the day. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. It's like a disaster. Right, right. Um, PS1, right? No, um, yeah, PS1 does, yeah. Yeah. So you know it's a beautiful game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks PS1 nice now, graphics. though. <laughs> right. But all right, so uh, let us uh, take a little quick breather here, and when we come back, we uh, will go right into the top of the show. time to talk about the lone console that was sent to the Misfit Island Toys, the good old Virtual Boy. Oh baby, the Virtual Boy. <laughs> and the, 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 the lost console. Yep, it's, uh, it's got an interesting uh, checkered history that didn't actually really last all that long. But we're happy to have Jules with us because you have a, a special connection with the Virtual Boy, right? Um... I mean, I, I guess I, I'd like to think I do. I, <laughs> I unfortunately, never worked on it officially, which would have been fun. But uh, I'm definitely very fond of it, yeah. Um, and it certainly helped inspire some of our creations, for sure. Mm, so, yeah. Some um, some great games. And um, But starting with the, the Virtual Boy here, it was released in 1995, in, uh, August 16th, and it was quickly discontinued, not even a year later, in March... Uh, the second of March. That's amazing, With less... isn't it? It's crazy to it see crazy. that they pulled the plug so quickly. I mean, it um, just shows. Just wow, that's just amazing to look at those dates and just see that. It's just incredible. 
Yeah, to to figure that they went through all of the you know research and development to put it together and then pull the plug. They didn't even sell a million units. Um, yeah. Seventy seven hundred thousand, which you know we think the Wii U did bad, but they uh, it wasn't for a lack of trying. They they spent over twenty five million dollars in advertising early on, and um, that's insane. Which, yeah, which now, you know, you barely see any advertising, I feel like, for Nintendo. You know, rarely... I, I actually saw a 3DS one today on YouTube. Uh, I guess they're gearing up for Black Friday. But I guess the the main problem was that they were focusing more on the technology than actually showing off specific games. And it, it's just sort of hard to market, you know, such a weird device in general. Yeah. Where they were sort of, you know pushing it as like a the next you know with the boy name to you know virtual boy game boy to be a portable device when really this is probably the least portable device yeah. of all time <laughs> so not portable yeah it, it really yeah. yeah it's like it's like less portable than like a desktop computer <laughs> i mean it's it is hard to play yeah uh yeah but... you, you gotta find a nice table with leg room underneath so you can hunch over yeah. and uh hold on to that that controller that has about like a foot and a half cord. Yeah, and I I mean you should have seen me last night. I was trying to play it I, and I was like, I can't do this. Like my back hurts and I grabbed the top of it. Well, I grabbed it on its stand and I leaned back in a recliner and had the thing pushed against my face like with gravity. <laughs> like wow. pushed up close. Yep. And I was like, I can't, you know, and then, and then like I had my wife next to me just I was like, okay, this is pressing too hard. I need you to hold it. <laughs> oh my gosh! So she's sitting there holding this is it. This a two-person job. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I was like, okay, I, I get it. I get why this didn't last seven months. Yeah. But what a shame. Jill's the real MVP, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it, it, you know, it it's such a cool concept, and and you know, a three the three D games, and you know, playing it, you realize it's basically like. A red 3D Game Boy, right? Like they can play better games than Game Boy, but it's it it feels like a Game Boy. It really does. Like it does feel like in the same like a spinoff of the Game Boy. Yeah, it really is. It is exactly. It's a red 3D Game Boy, and it's it's interesting. I wonder why they went with red. I mean, I wonder if that was easier on the eyes, or I wonder what went into that decision. I think they said it was partially just to keep costs down, and like, I've always oh. heard it's the cheapest. Yeah. Oh, okay, and, okay. Because I know they were saying, I guess, with the Game Boy, uh, it was such a success, and, you know, it really, what it, like, can display those weird green, you know, sort of gross-looking colors, and it mm-hmm. was such a success, so they, they figured, you know, we could do red. And it does look crisp, you know, that it, it does sharp. look good. Yeah. Mm, it really so does, yeah. It's, I guess they, they figured it wouldn't bother people, but, uh, yeah, clearly, clearly not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a real shame. I mean, such a, it's just so unique. I mean, it, it was amazing at the time that it, you know, it was 3D, which is, you know, in 95, there wasn't... I mean, 3D was pretty terrible. I mean, we were still doing the what, the red and green kind of glasses yeah, for red, 3D pictures yeah. and movies, right? Oh, so the 3D was pretty 3D. awful then. <laughs> yeah, so 3D was pretty god-awful at that point. So this was true depth, you know without those horrible glasses you know definitely had its problems but but it was still it was pretty awesome at the time but then the mountain of other problems came along with it It was like uh overshadowed how cool it was you know 
Yeah, you can right. only play it for, you know, a half hour, an hour, and then your eyes might start bothering you. Yeah. Or like, like Perry was saying, you're back, you know, because you're sort of hunched over into it. Yeah. It's, just... it's sort of funny how it really does, like, resemble present-day, like, virtual reality headsets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like, if you could have, like, a band instead of the stand, you know, and just yeah. sort of have it lock on your head, it might have actually have worked out to be better. Totally, yeah. Because, it, yeah, it's not that different in that regard. Yeah, just yeah, just make it a little bit lighter. Yeah, strap it to your head. Done. <laughs> okay, so I just got an idea. You know, like the, the NES classics? Huh? <laughs> right, the Virtual Boy classics. The Virtual Boy classics. Right. And it'd be mini, and it'd fit, and it'd that's be awesome. what's weird. I think Nintendo really is has disowned it, though. Unfortunately, you know, it's it's such a failure, such an embarrassment to them. I guess in some regard, it just. Uh, but if you think about it, it sort of laid the groundwork so cool, for it what is. the 3DS yeah, became. Exactly, and, and Gunpei Yokai, you know, I have huge respect for him, and it was you know a, a wonderful, unique thing that he tried to do there. And unfortunately, you know, I think he felt some shame for its its failure in the market, which is a real bummer, you know, because he was really was uh, uh, an innovative person. You know, he was very forward thinking, having designed the Game Boy, having worked on, I believe he worked on Metroid, right? Didn't he work on Metroid? Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah. 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 Um, obviously worked, and then went on to the Wonderswan. Yep, he went the, after uh, that. After the Virtual Boy, so, so really, I mean, the Game Boy in and of itself would have been enough. But the fact that he went to Virtual Boy, they went to Wonderswan, and was involved in Metroid. I think I didn't double check that, but I think he did. I think he was a producer. He also worked on uh, the Game and Watches back in the yep, day. Yeah, exactly. So a very creative person. So it's a shame that that kind of did stain his legacy. But thankfully, he did do the Game Boy as well. So that, that does make well, up for it. I, I think his biggest contribute contribution to gaming in general was uh, actually the D-pad. Yeah. Okay. Did he coin that? Is, is that his thing? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. which yeah. is just yeah. you know. So we owe everything. To <laughs> right. Pretty much. Harry's <laughs> yeah. the biggest fan of the D pad in the world. Oh, <laughs> right. Man. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah, a D pad fan for it's, sure. It's done. It done me well. Yeah. So. Well. Well, that's um, why you love the Virtual Boy so much, right? Because they gave you two of them. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, first, I mean, I, going back to Gunpei Yokoi, I. I feel bad because I don't think it's solely his fault. No, I think I think it's also the the it has to do with the upper executives that everyone else on the team. It, the virtual boy like playing it. It's like this feels like an idea that probably should have been scrapped, but it it was made, like right. like for for the time being. So. I, you know, I mean, obviously it's not one guy, but it, but it was, you know, but he was. If like, he's the captain, you know what I mean. He he's gonna bear right, that, right, that, that burden. Right. Yeah, right. I don't know if Definitely. even Nintendo put the burden on him. I think he may have put it on himself. You know, he may have been that type oh, of person. Sure. As far as the right. feeling of shame right. and so on, I don't know. If, I mean, hopefully, Nintendo. I don't know. I don't think he got fired or anything. I think he just moved on. I don't. I think. The, yeah, I think he he went on his own terms after that. Yeah. Um, right. I was just looking at and then, Wikipedia real quick. I guess he worked on Donkey Kong as well. Not a bad game. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad resume. That's oh, you know sure. Donkey Kong. Yeah, that, that yeah. monkey game, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's just oh, a Popeye and, clone. Yeah, Kid Icarus and Metroid. Okay, cool. Yeah. So obviously the you know one of the fathers of of the industry that we love today, which is. So we'll let, let it slide. Virtual Boy has some good stuff going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I guess we should... So uh, did you get one when it came out? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I still have it. It doesn't, I don't think it works, unfortunately. Uh, thankfully, it did work, and I was heavily using it while uh, we were creating Mute Muds, no surprise. Um, <laughs> so I was using it then, but then I went back to it uh, after Muds was done, and I, I don't think it works anymore, unfortunately. So fortunately, it lasted long enough to help me with, with Muds. <laughs> it's like, um, exactly. Then it's, it's like, like, okay, my, we're done My now. work is done. <laughs> my work yeah. is done. Here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It gave all um, of its power to Mute Muds and then kicked yeah, the bucket. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, so yeah, I've got, I've got one still, and I've had it for ages, and it's... I got a few games for it, you know. I guess the tennis game and uh, Clash, Mario Clash. I'm trying to think what else. Gosh, I don't know. Actually, but, yeah, they were saying Mario Tennis was actually a pack-in, I guess. Oh, was it? Yeah, I guess it was. I guess so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Wario Land, which is the game to have with yeah, Virtual the, Boy. What a great game! Must it's an awesome game. What a great game! No, it really is. It's, we should start talking about it, actually. It's one of the best like Wario games Wario 2D Wario games in the series yes um, and it no one knows it because <laughs> no one's played it um, you I know think, yeah just the concept of it is 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 perfect because I don't know like I'm not a I love the Wario games but I it's so simplified yeah and I, I like the like I like the power-up mechanic yeah. of it where it's a very you know, refined, like, uh, understated game. Like a lot of the Wario games exactly. are crazy, or too crazy for their own good, honestly. Um, and this exactly. one isn't. It's like, oh, this is a straight-up platform game with some pretty neat, neat, nifty ideas in it. Cool. Oh, and a 3D jumping. Awesome. You know, it, yeah, it it does it. It plays its few notes really well. Um, you know, you know. And yeah. I think Shake It and the one on the Game Boy uh, was it Wario Land Four maybe. They're really good. The Game Boy Advance one. Oh yeah, yeah. GBA, yeah, GBA one. Um, and the Shake It on the Wii. Those two, are, are, I like those a lot. A lot of the other ones though. There was another GBA one I think. Um, that was really weird. I can't remember what it was called now. Um, actually, in the Game Boy Color one's was, pretty good too. There was Warrior that. Three. There was that that DS one. It is the Master of Disguise yeah, or something? No, that was yeah. horrible. Yeah. It's a horrible and, game. Yeah, it just it was just like <laughs> I wish they would revisit. But, you know, I'm being extreme. It's not horrible, but it wasn't. Formula. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's very experimental kind of game for Nintendo, I suppose, and sometimes they go a bit too far. Uh, but, talking right. about uh, Wario Land, I remember a tweet from you that rendered it in color. Did you actually? Yeah. And that came up in 3D. Like mm-hmm. now, is that difficult to do? You know, like. If would porting uh, this you know Virtual Boy game to the eShop would that be like a, a difficult task or it, it you know? would be difficult yeah uh, like what I did was just a, a Photoshop image trick I mean it wasn't you know Mm-mm. it wasn't coding it wasn't you know game right. game development per se uh, it was just a visual thing um, once you understand the left and the right eye kind of stuff from what the, how the 3ds works you're like oh okay. So I did two images and then run it through the thing and then display it as a, I can't remember what the file format is now, but whatever the 3D format is for the 3DS, then it works. You know, like I, I was just as surprised, surprised as everyone else. I was like, oh wow, that works out really good, <laughs> sweet. Um, and that was just reverse engineering some of the stuff that I had done on the 3DS, uh, like the banners and stuff. You have to make the 3DS eShop, which I guess they don't really do much anymore, but back in the day when they cared about 3D, uh, all of the banners had to be done in 3D. Mm-hmm. On the eShop now, not not so much like that. I don't think because it is kind of a hassle because everything has to have two images for every image, and then if you're doing Europe with like five million languages you have to support, everything becomes a real big mess. Um, anyway, but um, yeah. So yeah, that was just an art trick. But yeah, so I just I just took the a really I, I found a really crisp screenshot one to one, no compression screenshot of 
Warrior Land. I'm like, boom, awesome, use that. And then I looked at the Game Boy Color Warrior Land, which I think is Warrior Land 3, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm not certain about yeah. that. Um, and then I was like, great. So I use that as my color palette and then apply it to the Virtual Boy game um, and recolor it all so the colors are correct. Um, and then I had to separate everything onto different layers in Photoshop. And then the way the 3D works from a 2D perspective is let's say if you want something with essentially no depth, like it's flush with the screen where the glass is, where the screen is, then mm -hmm. the left and the right eye, they're in the exact same place. Um, there's no difference. But if you want it to go back into the distance, you'll move the left image, like say you want Wario himself, let's say it's the background and the far background, you'll take that layer and on the left eye, for example, you'll move it maybe four pixels to the right. And on the right eye, you move it four pixels to the left. And then when you put them together through the blah, blah magic of whatever, you know, um, <laughs> batch files, and then spit it out to a file that can read it on the 3DS, boom, it, it, it pushes it back into the background. And then you do the exact opposite. If you want to pop it out of the screen, you'll move to the left instead of the right, and the right instead of the left, vice versa. And then suddenly it comes forward in depth. So it's actually, it's actually a really basic trick once you understand how it works so if you do one pixel to the left one pixel to the right and, and, yeah. go, and go through it's a very sure. very subtle depth but the more pixels you shift it left and right the more it pushes it back into the background to the point where it just looks silly but there's a threshold where it actually works so and that's it it's a pretty simple trick but anyway so it's just it's just a time-consuming process <laughs> of recoloring it splitting up the layers shifting the things back and forth left and right going through the batch file, spitting it out, checking it out in 3DS, see what it looks like until you're actually done. So that was just a really fun, silly project to work on. And um, But I did present it to Nintendo, and they seemed somewhat interested. Um, but at the end of the day, I, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, they just don't seem to want right. to support the Virtual Boy. To me. I mean, what a perfect it, opportunity to have Virtual Boy on the 3DS. I, I just... It's, it's literally like a perfect. match made in heaven, yeah. It, did, uh, it just makes perfect. sense. <laughs> yeah, because we were like, we could do red, we can do, you know, then you, you we can, you know, it would be color, of course, but then you could switch it to the red, the classic red, if you oh. wanted to. And we, we even said, look, we can do the entire library. Because if we're going to do it, we might as well just do it properly, and we'll just do all of the Virtual Boy games, just like you know oh, M2 man. or whatever they're called, who are awesome, who did the game, the Genesis uh, 3D stuff. Like, hey, we could do that for the Virtual Boy if you want. Uh, yeah, because be there's only 22 games released yeah, in the US, not, so not too it, bad. it would be. Yeah. yeah, it's not like you're talking hundreds of games. Right, and we'd, we'd create a process where it's somewhat automated. Once you've done the legwork, now we can pump through the games. You know, obviously this took a lot of work, mm -hmm. but but hey, what yeah, a cool that, project would that be? Um, oh, I can man. think of worse I things to do. You, I hope you can do that. Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, I think the window. I, I think the door window is closed at this point. Unfortunately, I know that's the thing. It's like you have a freaking 3D system. Like yeah, like come on, like and you've you have a virtual time. console like category on there. You would think it literally is begging to have Virtual Boy on there. It's and 3D. And I understand if it was there were like no good games, but like you said, Wario Land is one of the great better game. Wario Lands. Yeah. And then like you know, Tennis I was is awesome. I played some other games. Yeah, yeah they're like Telero Boxer was like a pretty mm -hmm. cool game that yep. you know people would be wanted to check out. You know, yeah. but so well, tell me about that. I, I really don't know anything about that game. Um, it's weird. It's it's just like a you know a boxing game. So when you look in, you see your hands. And then you see, you know, the, the boxer in the background who's a little further back, and then he punches up at you. And, you know, since the controller's pretty symmetrical mm. on both sides, you know, with the buttons, it's just sort of like your left hand, you know, controls his left hand, then you can weave and bob and 
it's you know it, it's tough. It's actually pretty tough, but it's a cool okay, little sure. boxing game. Um, sort of like you you can see him coming in with the jab from the right, you know, and then you got to dodge or duck, and then you can counter punch. Nice. Okay, so it's just like punch out. I mean. It's yeah, like a, it's sort of yeah, it's like a dumbed down version, but like I guess they're all robots. <laughs> so sure. You just, you just <laughs> Why not? Punching the crap out of these big metal blobs, but um, no, it's a pretty cool little game, but. It just, yeah, it seems like it would have made, like, so much sense, and especially with Virtual Boy, I feel like a lot of people have interest in it, but no one wants to yeah. you know, trek down the actual thing and yeah, spend wanna, a ton of money yeah, on it. Yeah, you'd go through yeah, searching for, I mean, finding one now, I imagine, would be quite challenging, actually. It'd be quite expensive. Well, um, actually... Yeah. <laughs> no? I mean, I, I, I was, we were talking, like, a month ago, and, and I, you know, on Amazon, like... They're pretty expensive, but on eBay, mm-hmm. they're not as bad. Oh, and I got okay. like a, I got like a, I got one with Mario's Tennis and Red Alarm and Wario Land mm-hmm. for a hundred and forty bucks. Oh, that's not bad at all. And wow. and that came, you know, and that came with the AC adapter and huh. and and that was about, I mean, how they're going. So that wasn't like oh, really. Okay. That was a that was an okay deal. That's surprising. It, it wasn't like a crazy deal. Yeah. For something that's so, such a unique piece of hardware, such a piece of gaming history that yeah, it has a stain on it, but whatever, it's awesome. I mean, it's such a unique for a collector. It's like that's awesome. Um, well, I mean, so exactly. I have it set up here in my studio, and my uh, my guitar students come in. And I showed them all the Virtual Boy. Awesome. I was like, "Well, first of all, let's you want to hear something sad is, you know, my ten-year-old students. I showed them. I was like, do you know what this is?' And I showed them a Game Boy. And they didn't even know what a Game yeah, Boy is. Yeah, that's just a gray Game Boy. So I was like, okay, well, there's yeah, no you chance. Probably don't know. Yeah. yeah, but I showed them, and they think it's the most amazing thing in the world. It really and is. It looks yeah. so cool. Yeah. And is I'm that like, a PSVR? This came out over... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, right. exactly. <laughs> totally. But with a like, cool looking one. This came out over 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, crazy. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. They're really not too bad. I, That's surprising. I imagine, I imagine they'll probably, like, you know, I mean, they have to go up, right? Because I don't think Nintendo's going to make it. Yeah, there's not many of them. Yeah. <laughs> so and honestly, few. they're yeah. sort of finicky with, like, the lenses inside. They are finicky, I feel like yeah. it's probably pretty. Like, Mine was actually sort of bugging out last night a little bit, where it, yeah. um, my right lens, where if I close my right eye, I'd see it perfectly. You yeah. know, obviously it wouldn't be depth, but like right. then the right eye, or then I closed my left, and it was just like blurry on the yeah. right. So mm-hmm. they're definitely temperamental. So. Yeah, there is some physical right. issues with it. Yeah, that was. I think that's yeah. from what I can remember. That's that's what something was going on like that with my one. It's like, uh, yeah, it wasn't really working properly. But, um, but uh. Yeah, what a great machine. Yeah, I mean, uh, the controller, uh, we can talk about that. Uh, uh, one of the things that you don't think about is you don't see the controller <laughs> when you're playing. Right. And you can't just look down at your controller. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was probably why it's symmetrical. And, right. Uh, maybe a little bit behind that and how it kind of completely throws you off because it's like, We'll hit A for this, and it's like I don't even know what A is. Yeah, and I take that? my head out and exactly, I look at it. And it's yeah. like, okay, that's A. Oh, there's A. You know? Yeah, that is a bit weird. That, I'm sure that was quite a challenge they had to face. And they're like, Ugh, what can we do? I tell with you that? what, though, it, it's a super comfortable controller. Um, like it's weird. Like the handles are actually like above the buttons. Mm. So like your 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 
thumbs sort of dip down and like rest on the you know the D pads instead. I feel like especially with like modern controllers with the analog sticks, you know, it's like your thumbs are up. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, so yeah. I, I don't know. I felt like it was really comfortable to hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Yep. It it uh, it kind of feels like a GameCube controller. I don't know if, uh, like the way it was just kind of meant to be really comfortable, and it kind of just forms around, and it looks like a toy, and it's just yeah. really cool. And, and Nintendo have yeah, always been so I, good at the ergonomics, you know, the design. I mean, there's a few missteps, you know, in the, in their history, but generally speaking, you know, the the designs of their controllers with the N64, the GameCube, and so on, is is usually pretty bang on, you know, and they're really comfortable. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um I'm really excited I, to get that switch into my hands. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to see how that feels, yeah. Um, um p- p- playing the uh, red alarm game, uh it's perfect for that for the controller cuz what it is is red alarm is basically a Star Fox game. Uh it's I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, before, I don't know if I've played like that a, one. Okay. Cool. It's like a wireframed Star Fox okay. game and yeah. it's and it's really cool i mean it's like they call it vector is that oh yeah vector Ve- graphics yeah, vector, totally, yeah but it looks like that but it's this 3d you know polygonal game on the virtual boy which i didn't think about that that's pretty crazy yeah it is but, yeah. Um, that wouldn't be yeah, happening and, on the game boy yeah exactly but the the controller feels perfect because you have your left d-pad controls mm. your you know up down left right and then you're right that d-pad is your strafing up down nice. left right and it just feels perfect that's cool you know huh. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. Controller is pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I don't uh, how the power comes from the controller. Yeah, that's strange. That's something I didn't realize oh, yeah. before I got it. That's right. Very odd. Yeah. The yeah. yeah. It attaches so to it, doesn't you, it? Yeah. Yeah, you can power your Virtual Boy with six double A's. Yep. <laughs> I can't or even you, imagine how bad, bad they would just destroy those batteries. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I wonder how quickly it goes through that. A couple of hours, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe one of those 20 minute segments yeah exactly <laughs> shut off right yeah, exactly but, yeah. and then or you can get the uh, ac adapter um and then but it's so funny because you you plug that into the back of the controller this big block it's not heavy and then it uh that you plug your controller into the console and then plug that block so you have two cords coming from your controller so it's very weird but um and that's if you do if you do it that way but Remember how you were telling me the other day that you had heard that you could connect two Virtual Boys to each other? Hmm. You actually... I was uh, I was watching a video earlier. It actually... They have that... If you look underneath it, there's like another port or like another connector, you know, that almost looks like another controller uh, port. That apparently okay. they were, you know, before they canceled it, you know. I guess they had uh, initial plans to be able to connect two together to play games, which I could see being really cool. I mean... You, you would look like the two biggest losers of all time. <laughs> but I could two see, like... winners of all time. <laughs> right? <laughs> that would be amazing. Huh. Well, not anymore, though. Play, right? Playing I mean... in the middle of the park, you know? <laughs> yep, on an airplane. <laughs> like on the chess... Like yeah. the, the park chess board. Yeah. Two virtual great. boys. Playing virtual boy chess. <laughs> Sitting in a coffee shop somewhere. Like, what are those guys doing? I'm yeah. gonna do that. that. I really, I need to bring my virtual that would be amazing. shop. And play. Dude, bring it to Pax East. We'll we'll go we'll go to Starbucks or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
but yeah it, it, it's, it's amazing how warrior land just just stands out there doesn't it like from the library of games you know it's I, i'd love to hear the history of like the development of that game like what went into it and how big the yes. team was and what what was involved because it seems like such a fully fleshed out experience um and the other games do as well but they seem smaller in scope uh, yeah compared it was just to gonna say, it's just i was gonna Beautiful say game. looking through my games yeah like panic bomber is like a puzzle game which you know it doesn't it's not super deep like you said warrior land is like super fleshed out then you got mario tennis I have like, Red Alarm. Like, there isn't, like, a Mario platform game, which is so odd, you know? Like, the Mario game is tennis and Clash and weird little games like that. Like, Wario Land is... <laughs> more more bite-sized, yeah. yeah. But like, isn't that, like, so perfect? Like, the killer like, app is Wario the... Land. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Who would have expected yeah. that? It's so odd. But it, Maybe it they, had the, they had the jumping between the platforms, and they're like, well, we need to build a system for this game. Yeah, and we'll poop out some other games while yeah. Know, it's interesting that they're like, well, yeah, we're not going to. It's odd that they didn't just say, well, let's just make this Mario. You know that they've decided to go with, with Mario. It's so interesting. Because that you know a warrior a Mario game might have helped boost sales too. Yeah. But maybe they were afraid that it would you know maybe they had Stained you know they read the, Mario the name, tea leaves yeah. and they went this uh-huh. thing might not be well. Yeah, let's just keep, yeah exactly. Let's leave it as Wario. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because was it a launch game? Do you know? I wonder when it came out. Well, not that it had a long life cycle anyway. So certainly within the launch window, <laughs> I mean, regardless. Yeah, I guess the, the whole game is. <laughs> Doesn't really Every matter. Game I guess it's a moot question, really, window. isn't it? Sorry. Uh, yeah. Let's see. The Virtual Boy came out on August sixteenth, and. Uh, Wario Land came out November 27th. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. So it it came big, out the holidays. It was the I mean, holiday title. Great positioning. That, Jeez. That, that was a home run hitter for Christmas wow. 20, uh, well, 95. Casey, we, we were talking before, and this is could be an also possibility, is that I was wondering why Super Nintendo didn't get a Wario Land, and maybe they moved that to the Virtual Boy or something. Or, or you know, maybe that concept. I was thinking of like that would be a weird. That is idea interesting. Of Super Nintendo games being ported to Virtual Boy. So right, there isn't any um, Wario game on the SNES, is there? Is there? No. That is so weird. That is yeah, isn't very that? strange. Like, there's, so there's they began like... life on the Game Boy, right? Oh, besides, there's Wario's Woods, right? I mean, he does have that. Oh, yeah. he does, they do have the right. there's both versions of that but yeah well it, I'm, i was yeah. looking at the wiki i don't see anything about you know if maybe it used to you know originally was a super nintendo game but it was a, a, originally meant to be named wario cruise yeah and i guess that name appeared on virtual boys boxes and in nintendo power so which what a weird doesn't name. make any sense that makes me, no sense cause... <laughs> yeah because the wario land was he... already out right on the game boy right or was it not yeah. Uh, when did Wario Land come out on the Game Boy? All right, Wiki. Oh yeah. <laughs> history le- <laughs> Wario history lesson happening here. Um, right. Uh, Wario Land, hey, Wario Land three was in '93. Yeah, on the Game Boy. So Wario Land already existed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So yeah, why? I, I don't... What's Wario Cruise? And it was called Super Mario Land two or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Super, oh yeah. Super Mario Land three. I'm sorry. Wario Land Super Mario yeah. Land three. Yep. And Nintendo's always had a you know spot on with their naming conventions. Yeah, yeah, they've but... been all over it, totally. <laughs> and then Warrior Land, oh. yeah. 
the the point of Warrior is I think you you fall in a you fall into a cave and you're trying to get out. So there's 15 levels to get out of it, and you you keep going up a layer and going up a layer. So I don't get the cruise. You're just part. cruising your way <laughs> out of that cave. That is I, a very strange name for okay. it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it's such a it's such an awesome game, and it like it. Imagine if Virtual Boy didn't have Warrior Land. Oh right? man! Like, yeah. Like then it's like uh, it's, a colossal yeah. embarrassment. Yeah, right? But yeah. I mean, with it, with it though, it's it's it feels like it's, you know, yeah. hey, it's worth getting just like for that gives, game. It really is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, and that spawned the, mutant mud. So I mean, right there you go. It, See? It, it, I feel super I mean, important. <laughs> so. So this is kind of where I was at when I first played Mutant Muds and playing the VLand levels. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't realize that that was like Virtual Boy, mm. right? I just didn't because I hadn't. I hadn't seen it. Right. Because Nintendo's never said anything right. about it. I've never played. They're one. trying to hide it. Um, yeah. But then and then so the funny thing is I I and I got Warrior Land. I turn it on and first thing. Oh, this you're is like, mutant mud. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like the first thing is like the spike comes in, like the cylinder, like to the from the background to the foreground, and I was like, this is mutant muds. I get it. Oh, the the the, the virtual boy land. V land. Boosh. Yeah. V land. <laughs> Good old V land. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, huge inspiration for sure. It's funny because uh, Mutant Mud started off as a Xbox, uh, Xbox 360 uh, game, Xbox Live or whatever it was called at the time. Um, yeah, I remember seeing is it Maximilian and the Rise of the Super Mutant? Uh, Mutants, yeah, yeah, Maximilian right? and the Rise of the. Well, actually, the, right at the beginning, it was Maximilian and the Rise of the Helniacs was the very first one. So it was a bunch of demon creatures coming from the ground, and that was for. Okay. The DS, um, and then so we pitched that around, didn't get anywhere with that, and there was a three D platformer for the DS, of course. Yeah, there's a trailer you can look up. Yeah, and I and I think at that yeah, point it, it awesome. was called Mutant Muds uh, and the Rise of the Mutant. Yeah, sorry, that was then it was Maximum on the Rise of the Mutant Muds. We changed it to Muds to make it less, um, just more Hel- kid, more kid Hel- friendly. I'm assuming, yeah, like a demons. Yeah, demons. Yeah, so we just wanted <laughs> to make it a little bit more kid friendly so we thought we'd do mud are, are there screenshots of that anywhere of the 3d like heliax there is a piece of artwork that greg did um i don't know i don't know but we ever released it actually um you should put that on twitter sometime or something yeah <laughs> that'd be kind of cool um i'm actually gonna search for it i don't know because um, that sounds intriguing too that sounds really cool yeah the difference when... is pretty neat when you Wow, literally no results. Okay then. That's a first. Um yeah, I guess not. So, um anyway, but yeah, um but yeah, I'll see if I can try and find that. But um uh yeah, then it, it, it then we forgot about it for a while and then we started making a two D platform game later for the three sixty and then um I it wasn't MUDs at the time, it was something else. Um I don't remember what it was actually. And then um, the three. It was treasure knots. Right, exactly, right. <laughs> Pretty much. And then the 3DS was out, and then I think they then they announced the eShop was coming for it. And we're like, oh, that'd be cool. So then we switched to the eShop, um, 
and that and then then it then it that's when it became fully new mods was like well it has 3d and great we can do the level jumping and yeah that's that's when i remembered warrior land like oh well that jump between the layers that, that was cool and i immediately got my virtual boy out and uh we're like oh, okay it just kind of saw how that worked and we're like ah oh, but we can improve upon this we can add an extra layer that you can jump into the foreground <laughs> genius yeah, um, it is genius. <laughs> um so yeah so that definitely played a big part you know and um well as well as lots of other games like uh, gargoyles quest and super mario world lots of inspirations for that made muds muds uh you know mega man lots of stuff but um Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Gargoyles Quest is a great game too. It really is, yeah. So I recently on eBay, uh, just because I like to get obscure games, uh, but the Japanese versions. I got the Japanese version of Gargoyles Quest Game Boy. Um, so I boxed fully for in, uh, instructions, the whole shebang. Um, so I got that from eBay. Not that much money actually. It wasn't too bad. So I got that recently. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's really it's really almost equal parts is Warrior Land and Gargoyles Quest were big inspirations for, for MUDs as far as the hover mechanic in MUDs is literally lifted from Gargoyle's Quest. Like when you jump and press jump again and you flap across. Mm-hmm. And that... you can snap right onto the wall too, right? Yeah, and we, we did consider that. We did consider before he, before it was Max, before he, he was who he is, um, we did consider yeah sticking to the walls and that kind of thing. And we're like, nah. Nah, we just we just didn't <laughs> want to go that way. Um, just didn't that, work. Well, it, it's fine, but it's a different game, and then you kind of rub against walls, and you know it's just a different gameplay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you it's yeah, it's just different. Um, so we just didn't want to go that far. We wanted to make it, make it a bit more kind of just more traditional platforming. Plus, so, you wanted super to simple. I would say you yeah. wanted to save that uh, wall wall grab mechanic for Chicken Wiggle. Exactly, exactly. No. Um, right, kind of right, but. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, it was fun, man. Yeah, so definitely, you know, Warland was a huge inspiration of Muds. Um, but man, I remember the first time we we got that working where you could jump into the background on the on the 3DS, and uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was amazing. Even though, you know, I think because for me, you know, it's and it's I think that's why we want Wario Land on the on the game on the 3DS is seeing that happen in 3D without glasses, without sticking your head into a Virtual Boy. You, know, you you feel untethered and you're like kid because you are and you're just looking at a screen and you're jumping into the background I mean I just remember the first time I saw that I was like damn that looks awesome you know yeah, you're it, it, also the drops yeah there. and it, it, it's a different impact than it was on the Virtual Boy and I I played it a hundred times before but it was a different impact it's in full colour um, there's nothing attached to my face um, it was like wow you're not hunched over you know. yeah not hunched over <laughs> or I'm not leaning back with my wife you know propping up my head you know your eyes aren't bleeding right you know, it, it um, was a much better environment <laughs> well and we went we, we tried to because we knew some people were going to play in 2D because you know um, not everyone loves 3D so really we wanted to make sure the background was kind of tinted with a slight fog kind of effect so it's still a sense of depth even when you're playing it in 2D so with all of those things kind of mixed together the actual 3d depth you changing um scale when you jump into the background and then with the tint on there all when it all came together it's like wow it just i yeah it really works it's so solid and 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 3d uh a 2d game in 3d is is it works so well because the layers are so distinct 
um, your eyes can very clearly see the difference between the background and the foreground and so on. It's just, wow, it works really well. But yeah, no, it was, it was really exciting. It's really fun to essentially, in, in some ways, um, um, take that really amazing piece of history from the Warrior Land on the, on the Virtual Boy and kind of, I don't know, breathe new life into it for a whole new audience for the, for the 3DS. Uh, and surprisingly, thankfully, before anyone else did, you know, I mean, people have since then. And I, I mean, we, we can't take any credit for the idea. Warrior Land totally owns that. And they, they did it first and they did it awesome. Um, but mm -hmm. it was nice that we got to do it in color on the 3DS and kind of, and a lot of people are like, well, that's cool. And that's the first time they experienced it was our, was our game, which was really, uh, really cool, really exciting. But I'm always very quick yeah. to say, yeah, we stole that from Warrior Land. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't invent that. But but we definitely tr we well, tried to improve upon it as much as we could. It. I mean, I mean, you put the the VLAN levels in there. I mean, <laughs> right? It's an ode too. Yeah, I mean, you can't definitely no margin. Right? Out so. of complete respect, and it just it just made of we just had to. You know, it's like we're doing a 2D platform game on the 3DS. We have to jump into the background. I mean, it'd be silly not to. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. We have to do that. Um, it just it, it yeah. really the stars were aligned. The timing was right, and we're like, yeah, this is this just feels right, and it was. And we were making games during the day, actually. We were getting paid to make other games at the time. So, this, so Mods was made in our spare time as just a, a pure passion project. I mean, that term is overused at this point anyway, but it really was. We just did it on the side um, just for fun. You know, we didn't think it would... We, we liked it. We thought we were confident in the game. We thought it was going to be good, but we didn't know what the eShop was going to be like. We didn't know if it was going to sell any copies or anyone would care about it. But um, yeah, it was just fun because we always wanted to make a 2D platform game. So it was a really, it was a really fun project. I mean, it was really grueling. We worked a lot. Um, we had, we originally were planning to do bosses and all kinds of big stuff, which we eventually got to do with Super Challenge, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a fun project, yeah. and it was very fulfilling that people actually uh, did like it and did and did get into it when it came out. It was a really nice, yeah, it's a nice experience for sure. Uh, while we're talking about uh, mutant muds at the moment, um, is there? you know any works in the for a mutant muds 2 or you know or any even just you know brainstorming of what that might look like whether it's you know a, a similar you know another 2d platformer kind of thing or would you ever consider going back to like what uh maximilian and the rise of the mutant muds and you know a 3d platformer kind of thing yeah i mean all of the above definitely um i i mean immediately a, a, a sequel would be uh, a 2d platformer um but in the true sense of a sequel, you know, where Super Challenge isn't, it is a sequel to MUDs, but not really. It's more of an extension, you know, or continuation. It's almost like Lost Levels. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, I think it's a sequel. I mean, it, it it's goes, an awesome sequel. Thank but... you. Um, I mean, it goes further than Lost Levels did because we redid all the artwork and it has bosses and it has a lot of a lot of new content. But um, but the way I see a sequel is, yeah, it, it does differentiate itself heavily from the original um, which Super right. Challenge doesn't really, I mean it does in many ways I mean I, I, I like, it, it definitely stands on itself on its own where Super Challenge is definitely a different experience than, than the original MUDs um, but yeah no, it's a definitely a 2D sequel um, where it really does push it even further and do a lot more stuff and I think Super Challenge is way is, is for us is kind of like a baby step in that direction um, with bosses and just um, 
I like the small wrinkles of stuff that we added to Super Challenge where, you know, they're hidden. You can go behind the level to collect the, the coins and stuff and um, you're looking out for the, the for floating CDs. And, and... Yeah, exactly. All of that is neat because when you're playing a level, you can you have a few things going on in your mind. Am I just getting to the end, uh, which is a feat in itself? Am I just going to get to the end and get the, the water spray at the end? Or am I going to try and get all the coins uh, on this on the same run? Um, am I also going to get the music as well in the same run? Am I also going to find the secret character? Am I also going to find secret levels? So there's a lot of things going on in your mind, um, which is neat. Some extra things that the original ones didn't do. Um, but yeah, I think a sequel would go even further than that. But yeah, I know I'd love to do a 3D platform game. I've always loved um, playing those. Um, but uh, and we yeah we did try it you know with with the the DS one. But uh, man. They're, 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 they are so much work to get those <laughs> to get them working that's that's what I love about 2D is you can the right. the amount of progress you can make in 2D is crazy you know as far as like hey we want to create a whole new enemy today and we could actually probably do it in a day if we really had to um, whereas three, anything 3D there's no way it's going to take days weeks um, to get a, new, a 3D enemy into a game whereas a 2D enemy you can get it done very quickly um, which is really cool well, how how long did it take you to make that stupid sword one? <laughs> oh my god, yeah, he's, he's pretty rough. That one yeah. that always kills yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he is definitely one of the more complex ones because he actually has a inkling of AI. I mean, not really, but he does react to you, whereas the other ones don't even care that you exist. They just move back and forth. They're but just he, doing their thing. Yeah, but he actually is aware of you. So as as oh, you know, oh he's aware. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to get that kill oh, count. Yeah, I'm always like, oh, I'm gonna jump right over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he always gets me. Him and the uh, pork plop. I love the pork plop. The pig that yes, drops bombs on you. Pork plops are great. They're oh yeah. They're nice surprises because you start the game and everything is just robots going around doing its own business, and then you come across those guys and you're like, oh okay, I see how it is. I gotcha. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. And the pork I actually have a, oh a, a question I've been meaning to ask you, a burning question, okay. while we're on the topic of Mutant Muds. With all of these uh, eShop games getting physical releases, where is the Mutant Muds physical release? That's a great question. I would love for that to happen. That's, um, uh, I think it's certainly it makes possible. makes so much sense. It's well, certainly I was going to actually ask you too. I mean, Xeno Drifter uh, got a physical release for PS4 and Vita, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. So, is that something that you initiate with, you know, Sony in that case or Nintendo, um, or do they come to you? So, like, how does that exactly work? So the yeah, Xeno Drifter on PS4 and Vita, that is through a, a company called Limited Run Games. Um, and they they do a lot of the legwork. Um, that that's what they do. That's what they specialize in. Um, they do a uh, such a cool idea. It really is. They do really small runs, hence the name. Um, and uh, it's just very much a collector's kind of thing. They just do it a few thousand per per game, um, and it's first come first serve. And they usually sell out pretty quick. Um, Thankfully, you know, it'd be, I guess, awkward if it didn't, I suppose. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's really cool. Um, no, it's really neat. Um, and they, yeah, it's it's a great deal. And they're not, they're just, they're just providing a great service. And they make it very simple and they're great guys. Um, so, yeah, so I think there's definitely potential uh, for us working with them again in that way uh, in the future. Um, but 3DS is a different, is a different deal. They're not, um, yeah. they're cartridges and it's just a lot bigger pain in the ass um so 
but yeah no i i would for me i i kind of yeah i i for me personally i need a copy of muds in a box you know it, would, it doesn't feel right to not have that um so and i've talked to a number of people actually and the conversations are still open that they haven't ended thankfully um about that so um yeah i need to get back onto that you're right i, did, I need to do, i was yeah. even thinking yeah with like azura striker gunvolt you know they did like mm-hmm. the the striker pack with one and two yeah me and perry were talking about the other day could do you know mutant muds and super challenge in like one box yeah. kind of thing would I, be... I think we'd have to um you know because muds came out it was 8.99 you know super challenge comes out it's 9.99 putting one of those games in a box for 30 bucks i don't think you can sell it for any less than maybe 20 bucks but i think it's basically going to be 30 bucks because the cost Mm -hmm. of goods are what they are and that's that's the challenge whereas with a with a ps4 disc you know discs are really cheap to manufacture the cartridge is not unfortunately um (laughs) so um yeah i think it would have to be a, a double pack where you got muds and super challenge in there and maybe we could even sneak something else in there but um yes. little bonus uh, monkey or something but um <laughs> but yeah so hey that's a good idea so, um yeah so i i would like that to happen and hopefully it will happen i agree i mean i have to have that i mean i've got a dummy box i made a long time ago um but i i would like that to become a reality for sure um, yeah that would uh be a day one purchase for me that would be because like we we said a little bit before but we both really adore mutant muds uh just a fantastic game. Cool, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, just to just so you, I mean, like on the topic of mutant muds too. Like, is there anything that we can do personally to help that come out? Just <laughs> <laughs> money I mean, as usual. Can we make you yeah. like like food? Any money? Do you need money? Um, Whatever you need, you know, just right. let us know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something I, I would like to do. You know, I, I definitely I feel like um, you know, super challenge came out obviously this year so we're you know we're working on chicken wiggle right now finishing that up that's coming along really well actually um and then we're finally getting back to treasure notes um very very soon as soon as uh, chicken wiggle's done so for me i I definitely have to get those two games done (laughs) before i start thinking about anything muddy again um, hey, that's fine with me. So, yeah, because Trojan is so overdue. Um, it's ridiculous. It's just almost embarrassing at this point. So I need to get it sorted out. Um, but it... I was actually wondering with that. I, I was watching an interview with uh, Game Explain, mm. and it was right after Super Challenge came out, and you talked that you were going to go back to focusing on Treasure Knots. Yeah. But I was wondering what, because now obviously it seems like Chicken Wiggle is, you know, priority number one. I was wondering it, why there was a, maybe a switch from Treasure Knots to Chicken Wiggle, you know, instead of working, you know, finishing Treasure Knots first. Um, because of the uh, the the split of Renegade Re- Kid, really, um, was okay. we were working on Treasure Knots already um, as, as a project. Well... Again, for the for the last time, I mean, for the <laughs> most recent one is what I'm referring to, uh, when we partnered up with Nighthawk, um, to they we partnered up with them um, to finish up uh, Treasure Notes. Um, so 
so the and this always happens this way so the idea was that the chicken wiggle would be really tiny we'd knock it out move on and get back to to the treasure it wouldn't be much of a distraction never happens that way apparently um so to, to, to chicken wiggle was grown in scope bigger than it was originally intended which is always the way <laughs> oh my gosh we'll learn one day and the zia drifter was the same way which also uh, delayed um treasure knots i mean i'm not regretting that because i love i love the way zia drifter turned out but um but that was a similar situation anyway so um yeah so the idea was you know just to get like a little game out there for an atui game um and then get back to doing proper treasure knots which is what we will do but it's just it's taken longer to do chicken wiggle than we originally anticipated which is you know it, it is what it is um is it because of uh, the level creator was that something that you went in knowing that that's what you wanted to do or is that something as you were playing around making the game you were like this could be a really cool feature to add on no that was always the plan from the beginning um the just the, the scope of the game has increased as far as the amount of ingredients, um, the amount of flexibility we're, that we're given the player to mess with, um, and the type of game that it is. You know, it's it's actually really interesting how, well, interesting to me at least anyway, uh, how, <laughs> how it's kind of morphed over time. It started off as a very basic, um, almost like a 2D version of Pushmo, where Side, sorry, a side-scrolling 2D version of Pushmo, where I was like, great, let's just allow the, the player to just draw a bunch of colored blocks that, that, where they can make a picture, um, and then you just jump around it, um, you know, like a 2D platform type game. With the grapple, I mean, the grapple was always in there from the beginning, that kind of gameplay. Mm-hmm. And there you go, that's it. And then you get the player to make levels. So it's really basic, um, because you're just drawing a bunch of blocks, and we'll probably do eight colors, and there you go, done. Um, and then it, wow, it's completely different than that now i mean we've <laughs> sure. completely changed it and i liked that concept and it wasn't a bad concept um but it's really i mean now it's almost trying to take on like mario maker or something which is really not but it looks like it is <laughs> and, I, and i suppose it is but that that's not really the intention but i suppose that's that's become the result but yeah no it's just in scope it's just exploded as far as uh all the stuff we've, we've shoved in there which is great you know there's this there's, there's god there's so much stuff in there which is really really cool um and we, we got the editor working pretty early and that's why i've been using the editor the whole time the the built-in editor that's in the game uh to make all the levels um yeah it's great okay. i really enjoy using it which is and that was the whole idea like let's get the editor working really fast but before we do that, we have to figure out what the game is. Kind of like chicken and egg kind of scenario. Like, well, mm-hmm. okay, so let's figure out the game. But we need the editor to make the game. So it was really odd. <laughs> uh, it's a very interesting experience. But it, it's worked out pretty cool. The editor's great. I really like it a lot. Um, you know, and I've, I've had to live with it for months now using it. So we've been able to refine it. And if there were things that were annoying about it or not uh, as efficient. Because I like, I like to work very efficiently. I like to... Um, if I'm doing something, I want this minimal uh, barrier between my brain and executing on the thought, um, you know, whether it be a computer, or whatever you're using, or just a pencil on a piece of paper. But with so same thing with the with the editor, it's like great. Let's you let's figure out how we can you know make the uh, the process as fluid as possible. Um, and I think it's pretty cool. Obviously, it, it, it's 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 made made to is tailored towards how I want to make levels so some people it is different than Mario Maker in that regard so some people may not like it and some people may love it um, whatever it is what it is you know we're not, <laughs> we're not trying to emulate Mario Maker that's 
thankfully. Yeah, do your own <laughs> because thing, yeah. lo and behold, Mario Maker is coming out for 3DS, which we didn't obviously know at the time. So I'm glad we didn't try to emulate that because that would have been a huge egg in our face. Um, well, they they heard you were you I were coming, so. so they were like they were yeah. scrambling. Like, yeah, oh, sure. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it went down. <laughs> um, so, uh, but no, it's a re- it, it, yeah, Chicken Bill was a really fun game. It's it like as same with Zero Drifter, it's got bigger. Same with Super Challenge, they've got a lot bigger than they originally intended, which is always good. It's always in the player's favor, you know. I mean, it, it takes longer. Yeah. Uh, we might be risking things on our side business wise, but at the end of the day, the game's better. So I can't, you know, can't really complain that much. Um, but uh, no, it's it's really neat. And so there's going to be, um, I think there will be 48 levels in Chicken Wiggle that are in kind of like this, you know, the the campaign if you will yeah the story mode exactly yeah like they come with the game um but the really neat thing is and i have 33 of them made so uh, i'm cranking on them pretty fast actually now uh i I spent the longest time figuring out um uh kind of the approach like how am i it's interesting because and stop me if i'm waffling about stuff and you want to get onto another subject but, oh, um, no, I, no, keep okay, going. Okay, story. cool. So it was interesting because I'm like, great, we have all of these. We have like at least 80 individual like little ingredients, like things that you can use to make a level, whether it be a little spring you can jump on to make you bounce up or a switch block where you've got a red block and a blue block. And when you hit the switch, you know, like the red block's solid, the blue block is not solid. You hit the switch and it reverses. Okay, now the red block is not solid. Now the blue block's solid. You know, mm-hmm. things like that loads of those dozens of those um and so i kind of felt like i had to wait until we've got all of those done great now they're all done now i know like all the ingredients that's in the kitchen you know like i, have every, I know what's in the mm-hmm. cabinet exactly everything's in there great cool now i can figure out what to make without that you know the perfect ingredient may have been the last one to come in and i'd be screwed and have to remake everything so i'm like all right i have to wait until they're all done um and so then I'm like, all right, cool. Well, how am I going to present this to the player? You know, like uh, there's a thousand ways you could do that, whether it be, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's a thousand ways of doing it. So I'm like, well, okay, right. how do I do this? I don't know. Like, do I want the you know, the story mode to be a, t- a boring tutorial, one step at a time, kind of like baby, you know, handholding, or do I actually want to make it fun? You know. Um, so <laughs> right. it, I hope you went with fun. I did. I did. I, <laughs> no, and I did experiment though. I spent. I spent a long time. I did. I've done. A, I've made way more levels than will be in the game, and a lot of them were throwaway. But I had. But but it had to be done that way. So I spent a lot of time making levels, and a lot of them were very much a single note, focusing on one ingredient. It would took you probably ten seconds to beat the level. There you go, and you're like, all right. Mm-hmm. That. But now you know how to use those mixed with yeah. other things. Yeah. No, I, I, none of those are going to be in the game there. But I spent a long time making a lot of those. I made a ton of those, um, and I thought that would be the game. And I'm like, yeah, that's really. It just wasn't fun. It was just kind of dull. Um, so I actually mm-hmm. ended up scrapping all of those. Um, and so, yeah, and it's been months actually that I've been kicking all of this around. <laughs> but not. But I don't. I don't see any of it as wasted. It was all very. I had to go through this. I had to go through all of that. All of this experimentation searching finding what is going to be the right thing um they're all lessons yeah they are they're all lessons to figure out what the hell am i 
working with here and what is the right thing for this game and i think a lot of developers a lot of games don't go through this process necessarily and they may, may just make a cookie cutter of what's expected based on what genre it is and spit it out and move on and that's great and i'm not suggesting that what i'm creating is some freaking opus like genius whatever swan song or anything. <laughs> but you know but it's good to go through the process and at least do what's right for the game based on the game and that's just design game design 101 is like make it appropriate for what you're doing like only put a jump in the game because you need a jump in the game, not because Mario has a jump in the game. You need to make sure you have a jump in the game because you want to make a game with a jump in the game, not because Mario did it. So that kind of approach, it was like, we have this building block, how do we use this building block? Anyway, so, uh, no, it was neat. So I, a lot of it, I, I, it, it was, so I spent like weeks just figuring out, okay, once I got all the ingredients done, I was like, okay, well, how am I gonna fill these 48 level slots? Um, and I have a lot of kind of Excel documents and stuff <laughs> listing, okay, here are all the devices, here are all the hazards, how do I want to use those, do I want to limit how many I introduce in each world, okay, so there are eight towers, or eight worlds, and in each world there are six levels, so that's how you get like 48, so I'm like, alright, so you've got mm-hmm. a group of six here, what do I do with that six in this tower, you know, is, is there a, is there a, a structure to those six yeah. levels? Um, you know, is there a, a template that moves from world to world to world, or is there not? You know, whatever. So, um, so it's pretty neat. So I, there's there's one type of, of level creation which is I just call it the seven steps, um, which is very much inspired by what the Mario designers have kind of been working on over the years and have really perfected to some degree in 3D World Mario Super Mario 3D World, where for example, um, let's say you have a device and you have a hazard. Let's say the device is the jumping platform. So when you jump, okay, so there's a green platform, there's a yellow platform. Uh, the green platform is solid, the yellow platform's not solid. When you jump, they switch. Okay, now the green platform's not solid and the yellow one right, is whatever. Right. The jump platform is like the heavy Mario. So you have that as the device, and then you have a, an enemy that also when you jump it jumps from the ceiling to the floor or jumps from the left wall to the right wall every time you jump it jumps so let's say they're the two things that you have and you're like great all right so step one is introduce the device in a safe environment like you cannot die <laughs> there's no way you can die here's the flat here's the jump platform so you're like i jump oh and they change awesome and even if you fall no worries you get Whisk back to you the beginning, back or you just yeah. jump right back up. No worries. You know, you're like, cool. I, I get how that works. That's neat. And then, mm-hmm. and then you introduce it. So then that's step one. Step two would be great. Now introduce it again, but now there are consequences. If you mess up, you die. So you pretty quickly, you're like, oh, okay. You better have got this right, or you're about to die and have to redo this again. Cool, got it. Um, and, and, and so on and then you, and then you kind of move on and then you put a checkpoint somewhere in the middle and then you introduce the the hazard you know again in a very simple way here's a basic introduction of oh there's that guy when I jump he does that cool okay so if I jump I can then kill him cool move on nice and then you again you introduce it again in a more death deathly way in a more challenging way and then more the final yeah and then the final crescendo is now you blend them both together so now the the the, the user is is fully aware of what these two devices do boom now slap them together and now not only is it introducing something new but it's also requiring you to think back to what you've already learned and, and act upon that and the nice thing is you know for a fact as a game designer what they do and do not know because they've got to this point in, in the level so you, you can count on a lot of things and that gives you a lot of ammo to go great here you go and you throw this kind of challenge at them and you know they can they can handle it whether they can or not is just down to them and then you have that sense of kind of 
your brain of, of, of you know you're being challenged and you have that that sense of uh, overcoming uh, these challenges and and it's it works you know anyway so it's a good feeling a really good feeling and you get to the end of the level you're like ah oh, finally and and you feel very it's a fun roller coaster to go on anyway so that's one level type that's the seven steps so that's the kind of the main thread throughout the whole game is there are three of those levels in every world um, and then the there's a ghost level because I like to do ghost levels <laughs> um, mm. apparently ghost levels are the best mm. <laughs> um, and there is a a special thing that I haven't announced yet there's a special type of level that has a special uh, ability in it um, mm. so, so there's that so there's each there's one of those in each world as well um, and there's also then the sixth level of that world is a reprise. So basically you take all of the ingredients from the three seven step lef- uh, levels and slap them all together in the final level of that world. So anyway, so I spent a long time figuring out what the hell that basically, like how am I going to make these levels, what I'm going to do with it, how am I going to introduce these to the player in a fun way. And it certainly does lean towards the more challenging, but there is a, there is a, a difficulty curve because I kind of just made all the levels and not worried too much about where what order they would go in but i wanted to make sure i had you know from one to five five being hard one being easy i wanted to make sure i had actually there's no there are no ones actually but i want to make sure i've got plenty of twos (laughs) plenty of threes plenty of fours and not too many fives so it's kind of really in the two three four range i think there's mainly threes i think but there's two three fours some fives no ones um, but then also that's what the level creator you know I'm sure there are going to be people oh, there's that gonna be, are going to sick disgusting <laughs> yes. yeah, oh are... my gosh yes big time um, yeah so it was really fun um, I don't know if it sounds fun but I spent a long time just figuring that out on paper um, designing a few levels testing this testing that uh, until I found something that, that I felt would be good and also matches the ingredients that we've existed to that point so anyway so anyway I probably spent way too long talking about that but yeah it was a, it was fun so that's kind of where we're at so I have 33 of those 48 levels done now um, and yeah. a lot of the hard ones done which is good hard to design I mean so that's good is this a, a game we can expect uh, in 2016 or probably more likely a 2017 yeah, it'll be early uh, 2017. Um, cool. so, the, so the nice thing is it'll ship all 48 levels. Um, and the great thing is from the time that we submit the game to Nintendo to the point where it actually comes out, I'll create at least 12 more that will be available online, like day one when you get the game. Sweet. So you'll, there'll be like a two-year official levels or whatever. Um, I was actually going to ask too with the uh, with the sharing, is there going to be some sort of like a ranking, you know, star, yeah. you know, to keep... You know, certain levels up, a certain down, kind of thing. Yeah, how how? Yeah, you can favorite plan for sharing. Yeah, you'll be able to favorite. Um, you, I mean, so when you go online, um, I haven't actually. I, I was really aware of this a while ago, but I haven't actually touched on this for a while, so I need to dust the cobwebs out. But yeah, so when you get online, um, you'll be able to sort the levels in numerous types of categories, whether it just be most popular, latest. Um, you can search by, you know, if you make levels and you put, you know, spoon in your search result, you know, you can do search tags. So you can like define your own search tags, you know, four of them per level. That's cool. So if you put the word spoon awesome. in there and I t- search for spoon, boom, all of your levels are going to come up. Or just your name, your author name, because you can put your author name in there. Um, oh. Each level will have a unique That's level awesome. ID unique number to it so if you just give me your unique number i can just pull up your literal level as well so there's lots of ways of 
because to us that was the main power of it. It needed to be like, how do I sort the levels? And hopefully there'd be lots of them. <laughs> Touch wood. Yeah. Um, but you know, what, assuming hopefully that happens, how do we allow the player uh, flexibility and finding what they want? Um, and then people have got to share them and, and point them in the right direction. Then it's also like uh, so the list um, when you visually um, there are horizontal kind of buttons like bars uh, that represent each level that when you're going through the list um, about a quarter height of the 3ds screen and most of the width um, so it has like a little mini um, uh, screenshot you know of your level in there little, little, little thumbnail yeah little, exactly there thank you little thumbnail in there has your <laughs> author name has the date has how many times it's been downloaded how many favorites it has i don't know maybe a couple of other things so it has all your stats in there um the nice thing is as you're online you get you you select it and you're like cool i'm gonna play it right now so you just hit the play button and you play it and you're like all right cool and you can choose to download it or not it's up to you you can just move on. So really, Perfect. you can just stay online and just play levels if you want and not download it. I mean, you don't have to download any of them if you don't want to. You can just play stuff for free online. Uh, if you like it, you <laughs> that's can... That's awesome. And then if, then if you like it, you can download it. And then, because I think reverse engineering is really important for creativity, and that's how I learned how to do anything, is by stealing other people's stuff and breaking it apart and go, oh, okay, cool, and then try to create my own stuff from that. Not just uh, steal it, but try and learn from it and Very then use cool. my, mm-hmm. my own creativity to learn from that. Uh, and then also create new things. Um, so once you've downloaded it, you can do what the hell you want with it, and then re-upload it as your own level. That's. I mean, I know some. It's maybe somewhat controversial for some people, but to me, that is creativity. I mean, if we didn't allow that, which most Nintendo games don't, um, I think you're cutting off a huge part of the natural human creative process. Um, and if someone, you know, is like been out of shape, because like, well, that's my level. Well, don't worry, your level's up there, and the date will show everyone that you did it first. And <laughs> you know, yeah, you own it's, it. It's your it's level. It's cool to, to riff off, or you know, with remixes, just exactly. Make your own spin to it. Is it's it's a, important, a you know. And and we just felt that was the best thing for the user. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, uh, the best kind of choice. You know, we had a decision there as developers: which way do we go? And we're like, you know, we have to embrace the open source approach like let people do what the hell they want and let them police themselves we don't want to get involved in that you know um Mm -hmm. so um yes you can sort it that way um and yeah you can upload in download you can favorite you know i think you have to have downloaded it and played it before you can favorite it um and uh Yeah, I think that's probably about it. You know, I yeah. I have one more question, and I, and this might be, I've already answered or obvious or maybe not so obvious, but is this in stereoscopic three D? This game actually right now it is not, um, and I don't All know right. if it will be or not. Originally, we had no uh, desire to do that because originally the plan was to do three DS and iOS at the same time. Mm-hmm. We've since decided to just ditch iOS and just go full three DS. Um, because we want to finish up the game and move on to Treasure Notes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. So, But recently I'm like, well, I know that Mario Maker is not in 3D, so it'd be really cool if we were. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, so, I, yes. I, and, 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 and I do love it. I'm a huge fan of 2D games and how they look in 3D. But right now I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. Um, we said we'd wait until the end. Like, let's get all the game done, get all the important stuff done, and we'll see where we're at to see if we can add that. Because it's not going to be a huge thing to add it, but it will create some extra work. Um, because as soon as you start yeah. spreading it out, then you find out, oh, that background layer doesn't have enough. You can see where it yeah. ends kind of thing. 
you know, it depends on how much of that it creates. But um, so yeah, so, I don't know. Right now, it's it's not for so. Well, yeah. for for what it's worth, I think three D is incredible. And yeah. It would be amazing. I, I, it would be cool without it. So, I completely yeah. agree with you. I, I love the way 2D games look in 3D. They look ridiculous, yeah. look amazing. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would it's just like prefer it to be in 3D. Day. But um, well, yeah, you'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But um, yeah, no, I'm really excited. I think, uh, as always, I have no idea what to expect. You know, We just try and make a good game, put it out, and I'm really, really happy with the way... Uh, Chicken Wolf has come together. It's really silly, um, and uh, yeah, I love it. I think it's come together. You really can't good. really tell by the by the title. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right? It's it's. I remember when we come up with that. We we're trying to think of the the name and stuff, and yeah, it took a while. Uh, the <laughs> the one that I still like a lot, but you know, this would just be the unofficial name. That's whatever, whatever it used to be called. It used to be called uh, Pekka Pals. <laughs> because you know the chicken has a peck well and the other thing is a worm you know so I'd lo- oh, that I, for the longest amazing. time we were going to go with pecker pals because that's just too funny um, but and, we're like, and that would have gotten a lot of uh, yeah. head turns too yeah. <laughs> I love it but yeah that's it's unofficial name is pecker pals you know but chicken wiggle what pecker <laughs> <We> everyone <laughs> what kind of thought, game is that yeah we thought chicken wiggle might be a but no, Chicken Wolf was fun because it's a it, it's a nod towards the Banjo Kazooie inspiration, of course, that it obviously has, um, which is fun and uh, yeah, whatever. But yeah, super fun. Love it. But it's yeah, it's been a fun project, and I'm looking forward to to wrap it up and get it out and see what people see what people think. Yeah, it's fun, man. And then we get to get get, get on the Treasure Notes, which is really exciting. Oh my gosh, finally getting yeah, back to that. Well... Well, we're both definitely so much really, excitement. we're definitely really excited for Chicken Wiggle and Treasure Knots and, and pretty much everything you guys do. Uh, we really enjoy. Thank you, I appreciate that. So, uh, we we talked a little bit about it before. I mean, we we have on the show, and we're both super excited. Uh, and you know, what were your thoughts when you first saw it revealed? Oh my gosh, I was very very impressed with the video, with the preview. Uh, I, I I was. I had no inside information. I had I was on the exact same page as everyone else. Uh, in the, not in the you know whatever. I wasn't in the. I had no idea. So uh, as soon as the preview trailer was announced the night before, I was like, oh my gosh. And I didn't know what you know. I didn't know what they'd be presenting. It'd be a really dry kind of, boring presentation, which is very fact facty facty. Or if it'd be fun and I don't know. But when it came out, I was like, wow, I am impressed. That was a really slick video. Uh, not only did it effectively demonstrate what it is, it made it look cool uh, because of the people and the way they were using it and the music and the timing and the Switch logo and the sound of the Switch logo. Um, and then they kind of snuck in some freaking huge game announcements, mm, almost Mario, like, yeah, no big thing. You know, I was like, wow. So yeah, I was I, I was thrilled. So like three minutes, you're like, wow, what a great use of three minutes. Amazing. Um, yeah, they. It was surprising. Uh, I know, like looking at outlets that are not, you know, huge Nintendo fans, and seeing their overwhelmingly positive impressions was, you know, I was like, oh, come on, you know, yeah. Nintendo, you you did the first first part good. Let's follow up with that. Yeah. That direct in January, if they if they come out swinging. Yeah, it's it's theirs to lose at this point. I mean, they've. I mean, it's at this point, it's it's gosh, so much better than the Wii U as far as the way they've. Uh, communicated the, the 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 console right so much better. I 
I mean, like, uh, like on Facebook, you scroll and see like random articles from not gaming uh, uh, websites that are talking about this thing, mm-hmm. and that's just completely, completely the opposite of how it was with Wii U. Yeah, so. yeah. So yeah, no, I, yeah. Anyway, so I, yeah, I was very excited. I'm definitely uh, as a as a consumer, totally on board. Really, really cool. Um, do you see? I I just cannot believe you don't have a development kit yet, and I, I was just sure that neither can I. You're gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, gonna be like, Nintendo's dropped the ball on that one. I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, I I feel the same way as you. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with that, but it is what it is. Um, have you tried to reach out oh, to them yes. and they, they're oh, yes. just not? Are they just being super stingy with in yeah, general? Or um, like, I think they're just. I think. Um, they because of the Wii U I think largely is they're trying to make sure that the launch uh, calendar the, the the library of games in you know in 2017 is perfect I think that's that's their focus is you know we I'm sure they have you know obviously first party games they have their big third party AAA kind of partners that they've been working with obviously I, I would assume um, so I think they're just trying to you know orchestrate that you know I don't fully understand or agree with not allowing, you know, other third parties, you know, in like now, um, to start mm-hmm. doing stuff, you know, because right. it is what it is, and they have marketing budgets and we don't, so it's not like we're really going to be messing anything up for them. But I think they're just almost being overly cautious with uh, the software that you know, because they can't. Once they open the floodgates, once they say, "Great, everyone can order a dev kit." then they have absolutely no control over what will be released on their platform because they don't they, they don't have that stance anymore. Like back in the day, ah. they used to. Back in the day, they used to say what is and what is not allowed on their machines. But with the... That's a really good point. But now they, they don't. They, they don't want to get involved in that. So the only way they can control it is go, well, you can't have a dev kit. So, you know, I think they're like, you know what, let's try and make 2017 as perfect as possible within uh, their control. And like... And what we like Nintendo's thinking we're gonna we're gonna hit that launch yeah you know, like we're gonna make that about us yeah. not so yeah. much about indies. Well, at the end of the day, yeah. if there's one hardware manufacturer in the video game space that can make amazing first-party games, it's Nintendo. You know, Sony, Microsoft don't oh, even hold a candle course. to them. So, you know, oh, they yeah. don't they don't really need third-party at the end of the day. I mean, it certainly doesn't hurt, but. Um, they can be completely self-sufficient if they had to, whereas the other guys can't. So they really don't need third party, and I've kind of thought this for a long time. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, it's just like first party and indies. I mean, indies have kind of taken that. Yeah, the the, 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 uh, the yeah the, the that that type of game exactly. The the more the the lower price kind of experimental. 2D, 3D, whatever yeah. games, which Nintendo aren't going to make, you know, um, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so you know, it is what it is. I definitely have mixed feelings with it. I'm certainly uh, not happy that we don't have a Switch kit right now, but I understand it, you know, logically. But it still sucks. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But you will get eventually, one. I guess. Yeah. What I'm allowed they, to. Yeah. They, they better. Yeah. Um, but I, no, I'm excited we about need it. To, we need some mutant muds too on the Switch. I know that'd be cool. <laughs> but no, I'm excited. As a as a consumer, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be. Um, I'm really excited to find out how much it's going to cost. I mean, I imagine it's going to be in the 250, 300 range. I think if it's more than that, yep. they'll be screwed. I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing 300. Yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing. 300. Yeah. And, and they might throw in a pack-in game, like a smaller 
you know, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, but, I think, yeah, I mean, 300 would be, that or lower would be, that's, that's the sweet spot for sure. If it's more than that, then it's not going to be good. Um, it would be crazy, I think, if it was. I just, I mean, like, I don't know. I just to me, You know what? If they really want this thing to be a success, and if they have to sell it at a, a loss, you know, like I, I know Sony has in the past, yeah. it's like, after the Wii U, I mean, you really, you need units out there. It's Yeah. And if you need to buy I mean, a little I, bit of the bullet. I think the only way I could see them potentially doing a more pricey one is like I say, if it, if it was two ninety nine, I could see them maybe doing like a three twenty nine with like Zelda packed in or whatever, or some game Mario Kart, whatever they have ready, having some yeah. game packed in for like thirty forty dollars more. I could see that, you know, and it's like great. It's a special bundle. Maybe it's digital preloaded, so they cut cut the cost down as far as on the physical goods. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I could mm-hmm. see that being okay. Because at least then they're making a good profit. We're also getting a game that's cheaper than you would buy normally, so um, that I could accept. But um, yeah, yeah, no. But I'm super excited. And what games are they going to have at launch? I mean, who knows? Um, or the nice thing is just in 2017, because it's coming out in March, obviously. So it gives you a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, so holiday 2017 could be crazy because they have all, they have all that time mm-hmm. to kind of build up to that point. You know, I don't know if it's been uh, even announced that when Zelda's coming out. I, I mean, I think we all assume it's a launch game, but it might not be. Maybe that's coming out in Christmas, they, you know? Do you follow uh, Emily Rogers on I Twitter do. at all? I, yeah, abs- yes, and she suggests that it's not a launch saying, game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's saying Zelda might be a little pushback, but yeah. she was also saying that uh, the new 3D Mario mm-hmm. is closer to being done than yeah. people might uh, might hope. Or might uh, assume, oh, yeah. excuse me. So I'm really hoping so, they have to have some big game at launch. I mean, because obviously Splatoon and Mario Kart are essentially um, enhanced uh, and ports. And if they do Smash, if they do Smash Bros. Yeah. But yeah, they're all just ports. You know, there's no, no game around I'm hoping that it. 3D Mario, man. Um, That'd be money. That would be amazing. That and I think it, Skyrim, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, that, that's. I know people love Skyrim and. A Skyrim on the go that actually looks really nice uh, that that'll probably be really appealing to a, a certain yeah. sector of people you know for sure I literally have a friend who's not buying it be- because he wants to get it on Switch so oh wow I mean oh, wow. we got one yeah, that's so awesome it's there I mean yeah, yeah. Um, what did so. you guys think when you saw the video what was your what, what were you imagining before you saw it and then how did you feel about what you saw well originally when you know the the Euro game leaks had come out, and they were talking about the hybrid. And I was thinking like, oh, like developers are gonna have to come out with like a home console version, and then yeah, a dumbed down thinking... weak version for the go. I heard rumors of that. I was like, oh my gosh, that's gonna be horrible. <laughs> I was like, that that's a yeah. nightmare. Yeah. But the fact that you know the innards are in the handheld part, and then the dock is really just a projector to the screen. I like. That made so much more sense to me. Like, okay, mm-hmm. this this is perfect. And like we were talking earlier, I generally end up playing my 3DS way more. Even if I'm at my house, just nice to be able to, you know, walk around with it or if I want to go sit on the couch and play mm-hmm. or lay down. Yep. So this is, you know, right up my alley. I, I'm I'm over the moon. <laughs> yeah, like the, the big thing with me was just how simple the concept was. Uh, it really made everything... You know that it it wasn't two devices, you know, with similar software, similar operating systems. It was just the same device that you literally take the controllers off mm-hmm. and dock it. I mean, it's just 
a crazy concept, wacky, and it. I think it. It looks awesome. So. Yeah. And, and the name, the switch. Originally, I was thinking like, okay, like it's sort of weird. Um, but you know what? Like with the advertising mishap, if you know, to put it lightly, with the Wii U, it, it just makes sense. Like, guys, this is what it is. You switch it from the handheld to the TV. Switch it back. I, I think it just it's very self-explanatory, which yeah. hopefully will just be better. You know, just all around <laughs> yeah see you guys day one. Oh yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean to be honest with you they, they could have announced it was going to be like a like a etch a sketch and i probably would have bought it day one <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's it's nice I'm, I'm looking forward to get my hands on it to kind of see how you know how how heavy is it and 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 how how it feels yeah, yeah. how portable is it you know i like you know the I, I really love the concept that you can take off the controllers and do a multiplayer you know, on the single device, essentially, that's a that, and that and it's kind of bittersweet, but that's perfect for Treasure Notes. and that's you know that's it's a two-player co-op game. You know, that's the way it's designed from the beginning, so that mm-hmm. will be great for that when and if we actually finally get to be able to get our hands on the dev kit. Um, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh my god, that's perfect. You know, that's I mean, from the beginning, we've designed Treasure Notes to be very friendly as far as two player like say you know you're playing it um and you get to a certain point where you need a second player to you know jump on a two pressure plates to open up a secret door to go blah wherever to get some extra loot and like hey you know you can just call someone to, to play with you real quick they help you out and then they can go away again they don't they, you know there's no you know it's not a strict kind of rules thing where you have to start as two players if you're ever going to have two players kind of thing um so anyway that's yeah that so, seems um, like a perfect fit yeah you know it really is it's, just... it's yeah totally it's a perfect fit for, for the switch so um, come on nintendo I know. please like, but, i mean <laughs> it'll work out some way i mean we're i think at this point it looks like we're gonna go probably multi-platform anyway with with treasure Nauts, um mm-hmm. because that was one of the um one of the things that that was not, I wouldn't say one of the downfalls, but one of the things that we probably could have done better with Renegade Kid as far as trying to be more business kind of savvy, where we were very focused on... Um, just Nintendo mostly. Yeah, Nintendo handheld mainly, and we just did a few you know, ports here and there to other, other devices, but that was really it, which was great. You know, I was very happy we did that. But, um, but I think business-wise, um, yeah, moving forward, but like, yeah, we... we that probably wasn't the wisest thing to do. Yeah, we should probably it, just try and do as as, as multi platform as possible, if we can. Be on everything. Yeah. yeah. Just get, let more people get their hands on these great games. Because um, something that was really interesting with we encountered it with mods and Zero Drifter and Super Challenge was um, you know we'd release the game initially on 3DS um, and sometimes Wii U as well um, at the same time or later. Um, and then, but as soon as we bring it to another platform, or or finally brought it to the Wii U, um, or you know PS4, Vita, or whatever, or, or Steam, then mm-hmm. when when that when that later version came along, you know, it just the, the the amount of press and the amount of exposure, the amount of excitement that we didn't get was surprising. It was, I mean, it's not surprising, I guess now it makes sense, but it was like wow, they didn't even though this was new for this platform, the PS4, for example. It was treated like an old port because, well, that's exactly what it was, you know. Um, so yeah. it's like, wow! Even though it's a new game for this platform for these players, it's seen, I guess, rightly so, as an old game now ported to a new machine, which is, I guess, yeah. exactly what it is. 
but yeah that means yeah i'm not going to review it not going to cover it and it's like wow i get that but man that sucks (laughs) you know it's kind of a disservice to the game (laughs) and to the players but i get it it makes sense it's not sexy it's not it's not exciting news anymore so it's like Mm -hmm. wow so that that's that's another side effect of of that approach which has unfortunately a uh, negative kind of repercussions for the potential of sales for the game so anyway another reason for multi-platform is to try and maximize on get people, them all yeah get them, you know yeah bang them all at the same time exactly you just gotta do um maybe maybe the like exclusive content you can True. play as and, that, and that's why they do that yeah <laughs> that's why they do that to get the hardware manufacturer yeah. on board to promote their game on their eShop, and also to get those local players to be like ooh and to get the press to give them something to write about if it's the same yeah, old news who cares new, yep, yep it's exactly. could rehash the older view. yeah but I, yeah I'm not really into playing that game as far as oh what new can we add for the Xbox I'm like I'm I guess morally just I cannot do play that game I'm just not into yeah, it yeah it feels sort of dirty it really now. does I mean I'm, I mean, I applaud what the Shovel Knight guys have done I really do I mean they are awesome people and they've made an awesome game and they, they, they're playing the game right <laughs> in every way um, yeah th- th- those guys are madmen they are madmen <laughs> like replaying the second as yep. Spectre Knight or um, yeah. Plague Knight excuse me it was like yeah. a totally new game and they're yeah. going to do that for a couple more nights it's just like I, honestly I would have paid for this DLC, like in a heartbeat, and you guys yeah. are giving it away for free. Totally, yeah, they're they're good guys, and they're really delivering on. They're just good people, you know. They're delivering on what they said they would do. Um, it's not like they got a ton of money at the Kickstarter, honestly. Um, they've made the money from the game, which is fantastic. Um, and uh, yeah, but, it, but they're doing it, and and, it, and it's paying cool. off for them, which is great. But yeah, for me, I want to try and go the multi-platform. Uh, route instead to see if I can get that going like simultaneous as much as possible but yeah or or if you get it within like a week or so so it's still fresh in the topic you know exactly yeah so but um but anyway anyway, Switch hopefully yes we'll be uh, we'll be on that in 2017 with any luck (laughs) that'd be nice fingers crossed yep fingers crossed (laughs) yeah I mean you could always do the uh the Atui collection physical on switch boom That's, yeah exactly that cartridge yeah yeah zeo drifter for sure and everything so um that would be so yeah. sweet but no 3d but yeah no i, I would love <laughs> i to, love um, 3d so yeah me too man me too i'm, I'm really hoping i mean i guess that, and this is a nice takeaway to the 3ds again as, again as well i guess is it'd be really interesting to see how long the 3ds lasts um once the switch yeah. is out um because you would think the switch would um you know would eat into the market to some degree but I guess on the same token you could see the 3DS audience would be like well maybe not you know because it is a very different yeah, kind of it's thing. so different it is different be- different games because I do have an iPad and I have a phone mm-hmm. yeah and I just I don't I don't do them they're not the same mm-hmm. thing and so yeah I just don't see I'm not going to carry around the switch in my pocket like I do exactly. my 3DS exactly and on break time and pull it out real quick and so I don't know it's it is gonna be weird that is the key difference it, I mean yeah like the switch is more like a gamepad that you can actually take into another room <laughs> whereas the gamepad exactly. simply cannot I mean the the range on the gamepad is 
ridiculous pretty bad it's so yeah. bad yeah. like i have like where i work it's not really office it's just like a dining room table but i sit i work from home which is awesome so i i, I sit and i can see the tv i mean i can it's not very far away <laughs> i can freaking see it and i have my gamepad and it's like oh losing connection I'm like are you kidding me right i have to shift over one foot over <laughs> to move yes, my chair it's like that's crazy it's, it's absurd i can see it it's yes. right there it's like oh my gosh it's so ridiculous right yeah it's see i i I was we were talking last episode how I was amazed when I got my Wii U I could play in the bathroom and I was playing like Call of Duty online on the toilet and it was amazing (laughs) on your on your Wii U yeah so how far away it was a pretty far away actually what that's interesting I've I've heard that it's the you know the area the the amount of of stuff go you know of other stuff oh. you know other interference going through the air and i don't know if, if you live like in a pretty busy it's a fairly place, dense I don't know. neighborhood i suppose yeah huh yeah so i don't know but yeah i i can see and then like like literally right now in my other house i i have my gamepad in my bed and i literally like the difference between holding it down like by my yeah, waist exactly <laughs> like then i can yeah. play but then if i pull it up to where it's yep. comfortable i can't yep. so it's yeah. like oh <laughs> so, yeah. that's hilarious that's why the switch is so yeah. perfect you know that's why that, and that's what i mean where it's so simple it's it's not a portable it, it's a home console it really is. that you can play anywhere, exactly you know exactly it's like it's like the wii u was just a beta for the switch yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah but then you can actually take it outside which is nice and it has the detachable controllers I and mean, it has other things to boot which is awesome yeah yeah I, it's gonna be great i really think so yeah and, and it, it it i mean honestly I, for an analogy it just reminds me of like the wii the the wii remote to the wii motion plus it's kind mm-hmm. of like yeah. what it should have exactly. been but yeah. but luckily the wii was crazy so it didn't fail i mean it was the biggest boom of ever and it worked okay but with the wii U, it just didn't work as well right and it's it's and it makes you know at least we got games like super mario 3d world and mario kart 8 and so on um oh the games are uh, great yeah Yeah, it's platoon totally so it's it's very smart that they're like all right how do we leverage this 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 era and we're like great we'll just move it on to the switch you know i mean there's millions of people that haven't played it and those that have played it will give them new content um, maybe whether we'll get a price discount, probably not. I wouldn't imagine they would. Yeah, um, I wouldn't. <laughs> I just don't know how they. Track no, that, there'll just be right? new content, new game, buy it or don't kind of thing. Um, I mean, if they have the Nintendo Network ID working properly, I don't know. But yeah, no, yeah. So I mean, I think they're making the best out of a not ideal situation with the Wii U, and uh, they really could hit a home run with this one. I think the Switch could do very well. I mean, it's it's yeah, yeah. the resume received really well. It's all, as usually it comes down to the games, so it'll be interesting to see what they have and when they have it next year. Um, and, it, all, and I know that I know that list of third parties looks looks huge. Let's just hope that uh, yeah. they follow through and continue to support it after you know that that they just don't poop out a port yeah. and call it a day. Well, and the other good encouraging thing is is obviously they blended the two software teams at Nintendo. You know the 3DS right. and Wii U basically are now one team essentially, or they can, so they can all they can so you know focus all on Switch games, double the games, yeah. So and they were already kind of leaning on some of their partners, such as Reno Retro did some of the um, some of the tracks from Mario Kart Seven, 
uh, on the DS, for example, and I think yeah, they leaned yeah. on some other people for Mario Kart 8. Oh, I can't think who it was. No, probably Namco, maybe. Yeah, Namco did that, worked on that, right? Didn't the Namco Bandai, Bandai help out with that? I don't know. Maybe not. Because they did the arcade game. Monolosoft 2 or something? Yeah. I forget. But anyway, it's some really high-quality partners that can help them out on high-profile first-party games, which is great. So, And they have their own internal. So they're really in a pretty awesome situation to churn out some pretty amazing games at a decent rate. Um, and they seem to have this approach where they create this this library of, of Nintendo assets. You know, like here's, here's the pipe. Here's the green pipe, you know, for a 3D World type game. Uh, whether it's used in Mario Tennis or Mario Party or Mario 3D, exactly. doesn't matter. It's the same pipe, you know. So they kind of have this asset production line. Obviously, they have to tweak it per game as well. Certainly, the Mario characters and so on. But there's some assets they could they can share. At least it provides a template where they have minimal work to make it fit the new game. So so that's encouraging. Um, so they have a very similar art style throughout. So yeah, so we could see some pretty crazy awesome games over the next few years from the Switch. Uh, first party, I mean, who cares about third party if, if you have them, you know, knocking <laughs> I, out the honestly, park, you know? I, I, that, that's exactly how I feel, so it's good to hear from you too. I mean, I really just don't care about third, like, third party. No, no whether EA is like, on there or not, or Bethesda, yeah, that's great, I guess. I don't care, it doesn't affect me. You know, I want Mario, I want I mean, Zelda, yeah. I want another... Toad Treasure Tracker because that game's awesome. You know, yeah, I want their first-party awesome games and more Splatoon type stuff. I want all of that. Now, That's all I, I want. Now, if you could have any game, like, what would be your game that you would want? Like, I think it have to it have to be Switch. a 3D Mario game. I mean, that to me, from the moment you know. Well, you're in luck. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> you know, because you know, the, we had it kind of with the the NES and the NES. The, sorry, the, and then the Super Nintendo, the Mario 64, then. Uh, I liked Mario Sunshine on the on the game. Sunshine was whew, yeah, it was a fun Ooh. game. We're big um, fans. Here. Obviously, Galaxy, Galaxy, Galaxy Two. Uh, I like I like 3D Land a lot on the 3DS. 3D World on the Wii U is fantastic. So a new yes. 3D Mario game, whether it's 3D World style, which obviously it's not, but if it was, that would be fine. But it's more of a Galaxy style, but probably more of a Sunshine looking game actually. Which um, which is right up my yeah. Ass. I'm I'm what... totally on board with that. So anything, um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, I'm thrilled that that game not only exists, but apparently, according to Emily, is is far along. So maybe not a launch game, but maybe a spring. Well, it is coming out in spring, but maybe like a between spring and summer sometime in there. I don't know. Who knows? No idea. Yeah, or but, early summer. Yeah, game early summer. Nice. Yeah, summer game. That would work. Man, that, I'd, I would like to spend my summer playing that game. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Go out, going outside, playing it at yeah, night. Yeah, you know, that would be an okay summer for me. That would work. <laughs> you know, the way, the way I am now, it, it's like... I have so many games in my backlog. I, I, I honestly like I almost like don't care when the game comes out. I just want it to come out when they when it's ready are good yeah. with it to go. Yeah. You know, and then I will play it and I have so many games I can play until then. Yeah, there really you know? is there's so, so many great games, whether they be Yeah came out this year or two years ago on the three D S alone. Let alone oh, Wii U my, my and all the other platforms. Stack is insane. I, it's sad actually yes. I have so many games whether they be in boxes cartridges eShop whatever so many games that I've bought that gosh I don't know if I'll ever have, ever have the opportunity to go back and play I really hope I do but I don't know it's yeah that's now. and then and, don't even start me on DS games you know I've yeah. got oh, plenty geez. of those to yeah, go I, back to oh, I have a huge DS library yeah I think I they, the pacing seemed better then for some reason like I seem to be able to digest them better 
on the I, DS. I think it's because sure. of the eShop. With, exactly. You know, indie so games many tiny being, games. Ah, yeah. Even like you were exactly. saying before where there's, you know, you can go on the eShop and there's 10 games that are $5, yeah. give or take, and you're like, half of these look really interesting. Yeah, totally. now I've got these games, I've got other games, yeah. you know, it's... It, it, there, I don't think there's ever been a better time to, to be a gamer than now. You know? I mean, the 3DS it's, has definitely proven, like, I, like, from the, ha- I'm a huge handheld gamer, let alone one of making games for them, but as a gamer, always handheld. Like, the for me, the GBA SP was the pinnacle oh, when it came out. Yeah, I was like, was... wow, that, there we go, we're done, we're done, that's it. And then the D, well, not, not the original DS, the DS Fat was... <laughs> not ideal. The brick. Yeah, not not <laughs> ideal. But when the DS Lite came out, like, oh man, that that's pretty slick. Uh, yeah, I had the DSi. It was it was okay. You know, it was it was good. But the DS Lite was smooth and rounded and sweet. Um, and then you know, the 3DS came out. First iteration of the 3DS was not bad, pretty good. Um, but then I what I have now, which is the new 3DS, like the smaller one. Um, yeah, that's what that I'm using too. Is it's perfect. It's perfection. It it's, is. It is. It's freaking amazing. I love it. Uh, yeah, the 3DS is by, you know, like, I ha- I've i played all the Nintendo consoles, and 3DS is my favorite. Yep. It's just, it's perfect. It's, it it's got VC games, it's got yep. all, you know, original games, it, it's got it all. It, it does, because, I mean, I have it's, it's uh, Animal Crossing uh, actually downloaded onto that thing, because I was like, well, that's, oh, yeah. that's going to be perfect. If it's going to be a game, exactly. it's going to be that. So I can have a yep, full yep. retail game on this. Like what? You know, so I have that on there. Actually, I think I have Mario Kart on there as well because that's kind of fit, fit that criteria as well. Um, but mm-hmm. um, but I have loads of retail games as well as far as physical stuff. Um, and the crazy thing is they still pump them out. So like, uh, what was what was the they announced on the Nintendo Direct? There was like the Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah, Woolly World. So I'm, I because I haven't because I haven't even played that on. I own it, but I haven't even played Ooh. it on the Wii U. Like, I have a, it. It's a really, yeah. it's so a really good game. I'm really excited to play that. And then that was similar to Donkey Kong Country. Um, I had it on the, the Wii. Yep. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the motion controls. I played it a little bit. It was pretty cool. But oh, as soon as it came onto the 3DS, so good. yeah, I, I, I beat it. I was like, it was so perfect because they added the extra helpers, which I really needed, apparently. You know, <laughs> the balloons and so on. So I really took advantage of that, and it really made the game better, for me at least. Anyway, I really enjoyed it because it had those kind of handicaps i guess um so yeah so there's 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 yoshi oh there's the pikmin game which is interesting don't know what to make of it oh, yet but that man. looks interesting uh, what else was there there's oh, at least one something else ever ever oasis oh coming that looks out from, sweet from that looks really yeah, that, sweet really yeah beautiful that game, game looks really cool yeah. then there's the chicken uh, wiggle <laughs> I can't wait to yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. That one looks freaking awesome. No, but I mean, that Nintendo Direct, though, that had so many, like, whoa, like, the fully-fledged new first-party kind of games coming out. I was like, wow, that that's awesome. Well, so, I saw the report yeah. saying they, they planned on supporting it through at least 2017 into 2018. Yeah, I heard so. 18, they said, yeah, which, I, I mean, they would say that, so I don't know how much I believe, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, figure at that point, maybe they've got a couple, you know, annualized games, yeah. or like smaller games trailing out, but I, I imagine 2017 Christmas, if there's any games, big that would games be left, the, th- th- that'll the be the push. time they're going to be dropping, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because hopefully, I mean, I don't know how they're organized internally, but you would think, you know, they have a lot of, obviously focus on on getting switch games done of course but hopefully they'll have a small a few small teams that are kind of still bashing out 
you know, decent scoped 3DS games, at least, yeah, like 2017 into 2018, that'd be amazing if they did. Because they have tens of millions of people own the freaking thing, so... You know, and yeah, you might as well. Yeah, and I'm sure you saw they're going to do the $99 new 3DS Black Friday deal. Yeah. I'm already gauging myself to buy another I one. I know. I was like, no, I've got the white. I have the nice felt gray uh, faceplate. I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy, actually. I'm touching it right now. I'm pretty, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty nice happy though. with it. <laughs> so um, so I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm satisfied. It's not creaking yet. It's not breaking yet. But I did actually buy a backup um, faceplate because, you know, for if this gets messed up. So I wonder if I do need to get a backup 3DS because I do love it. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, yeah. yeah. That was also in my mind too. too. It's 100 bucks. I mean, it's like, that's a good, good know, spend like, of money. What, it's like, what, when will that ever not be worth 100 yeah, bucks? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it's such a great machine. Um, and, and to me, yeah. it'll be worth more than 100, yeah. you know, so. <laughs> yeah. And that is, it's such a, it's a, it's a, the, perfect 3ds i mean it's it's the perfect size for me i love the matte finish um the, it's just the the production uh quality of the device is awesome and i have an xl as well a new, new 3ds xl um and it's too. it's fine you know i i was actually i had a, a negatively negative emotional kind of experience with it because i got it and i was like great i'm gonna put the big SD card in the back, you know. Um, so I took the back off, and it freaking broke. It freaking like there's oh, a tiny little no. hinge. I don't know. The chip. Are you serious? Oh, so annoying. So so right above where the cartridge slot is, um, it. So when you eject the cartridge, sometimes it gets snagged on the lip of the frame of the back because that's where oh. the little thing broke right there. And I was so careful getting that thing off as well. And I was like, what? I even sent it into Nintendo to fix it, and they just sent it back as is. So I'm like, well, thanks. That, 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 that didn't do anything. They did, they did like, nothing. What? They did nothing. They just, that took weeks as well. I was like, so pissed. Anyway, and, and well, no even, even, even beyond that, <laughs> which was a disaster, um, I, you know, I, I didn't like the fact that it's kind of that glossy kind of finish, you know, the, the fingerprint kind of factor. It's a bit more squared yeah, off. Um, the mat's nice. It is. So Man, the new 3DS. Nice. That's what the DSi loves. Right. It. Yeah, true. That Yeah, they did have a nice finish. So anyway, the new 3DS is just perfect. I mean, I like the position of the... Um, let me think. What what was different? I think the position of the um, the uh, stylus maybe is different on the new 3DS versus XL. I can't remember now. But there's a few different positionings that I can't remember now that I, I prefer over the smaller one over the XL. I can't remember what it is now. Maybe even the cartridge slot as well. I can't remember. I, I, I'm now I'm just making things up. But there's there's um a few things were different. Whether it be the power button or I don't know. I can't remember. Um, the thing with me with with those is is like between the XL and the regular is the D pad like where, where yeah. on the XL it has you know you have more room to put your underneath mm-hmm. it like to put you know so that's really the, more real the biggest difference. Yeah, you know, like more for like bigger hands. Yeah. So yeah, but. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the the XL is nice. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just I'm just loving this little this little one. Yeah, it fits in the pocket. <laughs> it is. Nice it's so easy. convenient. <laughs> I just I mean, the XL does as well for sure. But yeah, this one obviously a little a little bit easier. And it really is that that mobile thing. I mean, I I've taken it out so often and it's so convenient just to tuck away and take out with you. It's almost like you said before. It's almost well, it actually is the same as a phone if you have an iPhone six, I suppose. I have an iPhone. It's actually yeah. smaller. Yeah. Um, well, I have the six plus. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, 
freaking love it so awesome so yeah I, I guess you've convinced me I will be buying a backup 3DS thanks guys thanks a lot <laughs> well, he does the same thing to me <laughs> well I was going to say the, the question is did you see where this is like will this be on Amazon at all I haven't seen any retailers. they haven't announced where it's going to be no I'm hoping I can order it online I know I, I'm kind of glad for that because like I'm glad it's not ex- like so far it's not exclusive to GameStop or Ugh. something freaking game yeah. store no, no thanks yeah exactly <laughs> I, I, I have exactly. a total I'm sure with most gamers I have a total love hate relationship with GameStop I love going in there but <laughs> like recently I ordered what did I order I ordered the new Rise of Whatever Destiny DLC thingy because they had a pre-order through GameStop where you get the Sparrow and the whatever and I was like great cool I'll do that then so I did that and then the day it released they sent me a code. I was like, great, cool. I entered the code on the says Xbox One. So I entered the code, and um, and it gives what it gives me is monetary value. Basically, they sold me a gift card uh, in the guise of an actual <laughs> game. I was like, holy shit! Pardon my French. Jesus. Wow. That's. I was like, I, was, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, is this a mistake? But like, no. Yeah. That was the, that that's they. Weird. They purposely made the decision to basically do the bait and switch, where like we're going to pretend we're selling you something, but you're actually just buying a gift card. Oh, and by the way, it's not going to include the taxes either. And good luck actually finding the game once you get online, because it didn't even exist. <laughs> so the thing that I bought was like forty or oh, fifty man. bucks. I can't remember what it was. No, for, yeah, forty bucks, I think. So I bought the thingy. They gave me the forty dollar gift card basically. I put it in. I'm trying to find the game online now. Now I'm just on Xbox freaking live freaking store now. So I'm like, why was I even talking to GameStop? Completely pointless. So I'm looking there. And now the thing I even bought doesn't even exist. The only way I can buy what I wanted to buy is now in a bundle where it was 60 bucks. You have to buy that and it comes with something I already had. So I'm like, you're kidding me. So now I have to spend more money. I was like, ah, oh. it was like, and I even complained on Twitter to GameStop, and they even responded back to me in a really kind of shitty way. And I was like, really? Sorry, dude. Now you're being rude? Are you freaking kidding me? He's like, it says it right there on the page. I'm like, I'm calling bullshit on this. So I looked on the page and I read it. It does not say that. I can see how they uh. think it says that, but they're kidding themselves. It was a total bait yeah. and switch. They it was. I was doing. like, you know, it's wow. one thing if they do something shitty like that, but then admit to it yeah. or whatever. I, I hate when they do something and then they, they, they claim to play it off like it's it not. was their true or false. It's like, come on, it's man. like you literally had the picture of. I mean, you had a picture of freaking destiny, but you're selling me a gift card. It's like you completely just wow. Anyway, but I do like going in there. The employees are always so awesome. I do like going in there. I, I still like, as I just, you know, when I was a kid, I love going in a video game store, looking at the games. Yeah, just I'm, looking, I have yes. no idea why I'm there. I just need to be there to look at what's out. Nothing news out. <laughs> I know nothing news out, but I'm always hoping I'll find yeah. a gem. I never do. I, well, I have. I, back in the day when they had like GBA stuff, I would find a few oh, gems yeah. now and then, but now not really. I mean, they have a few DS yeah. cards, but I've, I've got them all basically, so. But, um, yeah, I like going into those old retro stores yeah. that you know are solely oh and they get you know thousands of NES carts yeah. on the walls it's and you're amazing. like, oh man, this is awesome. Yeah, and they're pricey too. I mean, they really, they definitely oh, yeah. know the value <laughs> of those. Yeah, no, retro um, gaming is uh, an expensive yeah. hobby. 
Craigslist, my friend. True, uh, yeah. Craigslist. That's true. That is probably is the best place, actually. I mean, eBay's pretty good, but they're wise to it. You're right. Craigslist is the way to go because you get someone that's like a car boot sale, right? Or a uh, garage sale. But oh, they, they don't man. know. They, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got this box of games. Give me 50 bucks and, you know. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. I know. I'm trying, terrible. To, I'm trying to sell my Nintendo. Right. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, I'll buy your Nintendo from you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> hilarious! But um, I I do enjoy that though. Like I said, recently I got the the Japanese Japanese version of Gargoyles Quest Game Boy, uh, through eBay. It's like forty bucks. So I don't think it was too bad. It was in a box with the with the instructions. But it's just I don't know. It's just neat to have, you know. I don't even know if it works on the Game Boy, but I it's, I like to have like the Japanese import, you know. I don't know if it was um, yeah. region free or not. But I do like to have those like GBA GBA is region free. Okay, what about Game Boy, original Game Boy? Do you know if that was Oh, um probably region free. I don't know though. I think I, I think it is. I think totally. DS was the everything was three before DSI. Everything before DSI, which is the funniest that thing. That is weird, isn't it? Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um weird. I think yeah, I interesting i think because piracy really crippled the ds especially in europe actually i remember that's when we released dimension 2 um which Aww. everything was aligned for dimension 2 to sell more than dimension 1 it was a better game it was reviewing better uh, it's a sequel blah 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 everything was aligned but it didn't it didn't sell as well as dimension 1 at all i'm like what the hell happened <laughs> what, what, that doesn't make People any sense just pirating yeah, yeah piracy oh, really sucks. killed it it's like wow how weird. Did you think did you think when you were a kid that you would literally be affected by pirates? <laughs> no, and, and it's kind of and it's debatable, up. I suppose. Some people like swear that that didn't happen. <laughs> but it's like, eh, there's a lot of people that are in the retail side that kind of say otherwise. So I'm kind of thinking yeah, I kind it of... Definitely, it, right. it definitely happens. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess, sorry, I guess they claim yeah. it didn't affect sales, but it's like, yeah. I think it did. I got numbers that prove yeah, otherwise. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it did. Right. Um, but you know, I can't complain. When I was when I was a kid and I played the Amigo, I, I copied a lot of games. So, you know, that that was part of the culture, unfortunately. So I get it. You know. You, you know what? I, I I tend to. I mean, I know it's not completely true, but I feel like the people that are willing to pirate games are probably the people that wouldn't have bought it originally. I agree. Know? I agree. They're not. So a lot I, of times it's like... not lost sales. Yeah. So yeah. at least people are playing well, and the game, some people, the, I mean, as a silver lining. Yeah, and some people use it as a demo, right? They get it, they play it, and go, okay, I respect games, this is awesome, I need to go and buy it now, because this <laughs> is awesome. And that's the way I would approach I, it, yep. but, you know, obviously some people are just yep. dirty pirates. <laughs> um, <laughs> dirty bastards. Well, they just can't afford it. You know, they would pay for it if they could, but they can't, so well, I'll just steal it instead. I mean, I, I get it, it is what it is. Yeah. I've, I've been there when I was a kid on the Amiga, that's what I did, <laughs> you know? Um... <laughs> not great but and it and that that uh whatever that definitely affected the market for the amiga it was rampant oh my god it was rampant in europe on the amiga and the st uh, copying games it was because it, it was just you'd buy a three and a half floppy disk three and a half inch floppy disk uh you get x copy you're good, go. <laughs> you good to go you can copy practically any game Jeez. um and it was and you, we would have copy parties where you know you'd meet up <laughs> with your friends You'd have a stack of blank <laughs> discs, uh, and uh, and you'd be like, "Great, what do you have? What do you have?" And you'd just be, you know, and it wasn't. You didn't even feel like you were stealing games. That was just part of the culture. It's like this is what you do. You buy an Amiga, you buy a bunch of blank discs, you go and see what your friends have, and you swap either way, and there you go. And 
you don't really buy games. It's kind of weird. Yeah, you don't even think we about it. We didn't feel like we were being bad. We just didn't know any different. We were just naive. Especially when you're when you're younger, yeah. you're not thinking like, oh, people spent a lot no. of time making this game as they're living. Exactly. You know, no, for me, they just came from the game video game factory. I don't know where they came yep. from. I don't care. They're just they're games. Just, they're just there. <laughs> yeah, they're just games made for my pleasure. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's 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 funny, funny how things have changed. But um, anyway, but uh, yeah, it's it is impressive how. And I was, I mean, I was as a developer now, I guess, obviously on the other side of it. Um, it's uh, it's impressive how Nintendo approached the 3DS with the the ability to update the firmware and get in there and to kind of combat the the piracy issue. And they've done a bang up job, man. They've done a really yeah, good job. Yeah, every once in a while you see a game is oh, used yeah. for homebrew and then all of a sudden like a patch is out yep. and boom, that game's shut down. <laughs> yep. And even games are taken off the eShop because they have an exploit in them that people can yep. use. Yep. So they're taken off before they can, so they can fix it and they can put it back up again. Crazy. So, I mean, you know, yeah. pretty amazing. How times have changed. Yeah, because I remember with the, the DS and the Wii, those um, eShops or whatever they're called, the DSiWare, right, and WiiWare, yeah, um, those shops um, were were baked in. I mean, they, they could not do anything to those shops. They couldn't update them. They couldn't do anything. It was just completely oh, yeah, they were just... concrete. So it, it, it was what it was, <laughs> and it was like, wow, that's wow, that's awful. So they obviously tried to do yeah. the opposite for, for the, the Wii U and the 3DS, and thankfully they, they, I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah. I, I do want to say this though about the Wii Shop it, it gets so much flack but I don't know if you've experienced anything on the Xbox One yeah. okay. Shop but I, I think it's horrible and I I, <laughs> and I I went back and I actually downloaded something off the Wii Shop and I was like you know what this is you know there's sections I know what I'm trying to get I got to it quickly yeah. it was done I just wanted to say that because yeah. man I hate the, the Xbox. Xbox One doesn't store. it seem like it's backwards? Like a, it's it's worse than the Xbox 360 store. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't use it that much. It's I, I, I mean, it's probably the console I use the least. Um, so I'm I you haven't used it that much. Um, it's usually I buy retail games anyway with that if I buy anything. But yeah, like when I try exactly. to get to something, I'm like, I'm like, where's that menu? How do I how do I just browse yeah. freaking games? How do I browse my and how yeah. do I browse my games? Which ones I own and which ones I want to buy? I'm like it's not yeah. as as intuitive as, as a 360, and it's obviously made doubly yeah. worse for me. Like, so that would be use it much, but the the main objective is just making it simple and straightforward. Yeah, you, know? you like, would think. How many people do you need to like test this thing before it's just make it simple? Yeah, I I oh, think with just, that you get yeah. so many cooks Man. in the kitchen it just gets over designed to the point where it, they're trying to please everyone and they end up pleasing no one. It's just it's so typical of those big yeah, things exactly, it's just yeah. like they couldn't they didn't trust anyone <laughs> so everyone had their say and it's like yeah good job guys you've made a donkey um, or, or a camel or whatever whatever the, the term is a camel I guess right That's that, that, a camel is a horse made designed by committee is that what it is something like that I don't know something along those like ideas it. anyway <laughs> you've made a sonic exactly a sonic, sonic. Yeah. but um <laughs> yeah so alrighty uh, I mean uh, cool <laughs> we, we we ventured off switch thoughts quite a bit there but that was good that was yeah good. no it's good it's, it's fun like i said i like chatting about games it's fun to chat about all, all, yeah we, all, all games come again we were we were so so happy to have you on and, and we really appreciate giving us uh the time out of what i'm sure is a very busy schedule uh, no it's, working it's, on these no games i appreciate it man. it's awesome to, to to come on and chat with you guys definitely lots of fun and it's nice to take a break and just chat and 
chill for a while. So no, I appreciate the break. Yeah, appreciate the break. And yeah, I mean, you're you're always welcome to come back at any time. Uh, just let us know, and we maybe maybe when Chicken Wiggle comes out. We yeah, can, no, uh, definitely. I'd, I'd love to. Uh, yeah, once the game's out and get it in your guys' hands, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the game and and. Uh, I will definitely be making so many. And levels. I was going to say that's, that's what would be really that's fun. All is I do, is man. it's so unique and different that we're making a game where people can actually, you know, partake in it and create things and share those. So that's a really new, different, strange things for us where, um, yeah, in theory, there's lots of opportunities for us to kind of do stuff together in that way where, you know, yeah, we can kind of talk about levels and share levels and And give out codes for levels so they can go check it out. And yeah, just fun stuff. And we definitely wish you the best with all your development. Thank you. And just, you know, just it all goes smoothly because... We all know how just crazy it can get, and if, if something bad happens, right? So yeah, um, no, I appreciate that, man. And I, I don't mean just just in the developing, yeah. just a bug or something. Right. So, and I've already started uh, constructing my letter to Nintendo to uh, <laughs> to to get you a, a Switch development kit. Well, I appreciate that. I've, I've been bugging them as well. <laughs> I mean, I think it it seems like every. I think the floodgates are going to be opened very close to the launch of the switch so probably next february or march is when they'll start doing that um so yeah that you know it is what it is that's fine i've got plenty of crap to do between now and then anyway so that's fine (laughs) (laughs) yes you do you you finish yeah i need to finish (laughs) need to get on treasure notes and and uh, i'm very excited about that so that's going to be uh that's going to be quite a joy actually to get onto it's quite different from um well everything else that we've done really so it's going to be nice to get onto that yeah. and uh, get back in that mindset. I'm looking forward to because I'm a huge fan of Indiana Jones. So to me, that's what that game is to me, is Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. So yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to get back into that headspace, back into that universe and try and, and, try and channel my inner indie into that game as much as possible because that's, <laughs> that's a happy place to be. <laughs> well, speaking of Indiana Jones... Thank you for talking with us about the Virtual Boy. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Do you have any uh, plugs or your Twitter handles so uh, people can know where to find you? Uh, yeah. I mean, Twitter's probably the most active place where I'm at, and that's just my name, uh, Jules Watcham. So at J-O-O-L-S-W-A-T-S-H-A-M. Um, yeah. And then I have links to everything else from there, the O2E stuff. And um, my blog is the same thing. It's JulesWatcham.com, basically. I write stuff up there very infrequently but yeah um yep you well you just you just wrote something i did uh, yeah and you talked about that today so let's have a little bit of the subject in there so um yeah so that was uh yeah so anyways, that's that's where all my my stuff is so definitely swing by and say hello on twitter if uh, anyone is interested in doing so cool all oh. right we're gonna take a little break and uh, jules is gonna get out of here and when we come back we're gonna do some craigslist roundup and uh we have a very special giveaway to give you guys details about so uh we'll see you in a little bit bye jules bye guys bye jules thanks That was a, a fantastic segment. Um, I don't know about you, uh, Perry, but I really enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, I think I enjoyed that. But back to our regular scheduled segment of the the very popular and the good old Craigslist Roundup. 
Okay, you said it. Craigslist Roundup. Or Craigslist Roundup. But Okay, so we have actually a special... Uh, we have another guest on the show, but he's actually not on the show. But he submitted his little Craigslist find here. So, um, Andy Gergen on the uh, good old Nintendo World Report website, uh, he made a pretty sweet find. And uh, so, and also I wanted to say this too, because Andy helped us get our our podcast uh, on the site and really helped us just getting all the little details, showing us what to do. So yeah, he, we both he's wanted been to tremendous say a, help. We want to say a big thank you to Andy because he's just a great guy. So yeah, um, th- big thanks to Andy and answering uh, my bajillion emails that I sent him over the course of getting everything set up. Over the course of one hour. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what he found was it was a uh, an N64 with like seven games for 50 bucks so he got two copies of super mario 64 uh mario kart 64 wave race 64 wwf Warzone, uh nfl quarterback club 99 nascar 99 and tetrasphere so that would be eight games but um yeah he got all those games uh and he's selling them on ebay and whatnot and uh he also got two rumble packs but one is missing a battery cover. Throw it away. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he also got uh, the system is missing the expansion cover on top and on the bottom. So that's that's worth you know telling. Oh, whoops. But also um, he paid so he paid fifty bucks for this, and he expects to make around one hundred and forty. So if everything sells according to what he wants, he's gonna make ninety bucks. So that's a good Craigslist find, I, I must say. Yeah, that's not too shabby at all. Some good quality games in there too. Oh, definitely. Yeah, sixty-four. See, I told them I don't really know. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know the value of N sixty-four. I don't really deal with those at all. I mean, I've really only dealt with really like, well, yeah. I mean, you'd just be, like hand, like, like cartridges. Mario sixty-four still goes for a pretty penny. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome. So good job, Andy. And if anyone else has a Craigslist find that they want to send in, then that would be awesome. And we could totally read them out and talk about them and see how awesome it is for you. So, yeah, keep that in mind. Yeah, that would be great. Um, Now we actually, moving right along, we have a, a brand new segment we're going to introduce called I Demand You. I demand you. And now with this segment, what we're aiming to do is a game that I have not, that one of us has not played. In this case, what we're going to do is we're each going to pick a game that the other has not played. From you know, more so from a, a past game that that we have strong uh, affection for. And what we're going to do is demand that the other person find this game and play it, and then we're going to re-adjourn and talk about that in the uh, a future topic of the show which most likely at this point will be episode eight give us a, a month to get the game and play it and then we're gonna we're just gonna talk you know what what the the person who had never played it you know what they their thoughts and experiences were versus you know maybe a more nostalgic covered you know opinion from the other person and uh, I think it should be pretty fun yeah definitely so I demand you to play Arkham 
Origins. Boom. For the Wii U, correct? That is my... For the Wii U. See, I, I could have said Arkham City. I could have said um, Arkham... Uh, Arkham... Uh, what's it called? Uh, Arkham Knight. But Origins is the first uh, one, right? That's not for a Nintendo system. But I just... For the easiest, it's the cheapest, and it's really good. And it'll give you a glimpse of, of that. And, and I think that it's... For what you can play, I think that you'll be able to... Um, I, I just think that... You know, it'll go up from there too, so you can play the other ones too. But it's such a good game. No, I. You know what? I'm I'm so, excited yeah. because I, I know they do have, um, you know, very favorable opinions and reviews, and it's just been a game that has always sort of been on the the borderline of my interest. Where like it looks interesting and fun, but just never to the point where I made the leap to to play it. You know, so I am very excited. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Now, I've got yours. And this is a doozy. I love this game. Now, it might be a little hard to obtain, in which case, if it's expensive and you don't want to spend it, I will send you my personal copy to play. I demand you to play Diddy Kong Racing for the Nintendo 64. Oh. I think, I think right. they actually have a port on the DS, but... Could I get that one? Yeah, no? I, I'm pretty sure they're pretty similar. Um, we can look into prices. Like I said, I really don't mind sending you my copy if that you know if you don't want to spend any money on sure. it. Sure, sure. But uh, yeah. I, I think I would actually go for the DS version uh, more just because it's easier to play. Yeah, on the go. You know what I mean? I can play that at work and stuff. Yeah, I, th I think there were some minor changes like character names or something because I think Rare was already gone after that point or something. But. I don't know. We'll look into it, but you know they're, they're still the same game. But yeah, yeah, it should be a uh, should be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward well, to this it. This should be very interesting indeed. Yep, and that's uh, that, my friends, is what we call the I demand you. I demand you. Segment. And you know we like our segments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now our segments and our jingles. <laughs> Now, before we wrap up the show, we have a very special giveaway that we're going to be doing this uh, this episode with the upcoming Pokemon Sun and Moon. Whoops! With the upcoming Pokemon Sun and Moon coming out, originally we had thought that we would give away one copy of the game, but then then Perry, what did you do? I bought both copies. He bought both copies. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to give away both copies. That's right. Now, you you might ask, you guys are crazy. All right, how are you going to do this? This is what we're going to do. For every fo person that follows our Twitter account, Talk Nintendo Pod, you will automatically be entered for one one entry. If you retweet the I'm going to make a, a graphic with the the rules of how the giveaway, if you retweet that tweet, that'll be a second entry, and if you tweet at us with um, the hashtag Talk Nintendo giveaway, and you tell us your favorite Pokemon. Doesn't have to be in Sun and Moon, but just out of the entire franchise. That'll be a third entry. So there's up to three chances to enter, and we will. Let's see. The next recording we have will be uh, the 22nd, which Pokemon comes out, I believe, that Friday. So what we'll do is on that Friday, which is a week and a half from now. We will call the deadline, we will pick the winners, and we will ship it out to you as soon as uh, Perry ordered them from uh, ToysRUs.com. So 
Yes. It might be a couple days, you know, by the time they he receives them and we mail them out, but we will get them to you as soon as possible because we know everyone wants to be playing the Pokemon and being talking all the goodness. That's true. So we will do our yep. damnedest to get it to you ASAP. But check out our Twitter. You'll see all the, all the information on how to enter again on there. And, uh, yeah, we, we look forward to, to giving away a couple uh, couple Pokemans. Yes. And that will do it for our... And I know this one is very long. So our, our episode today, uh, we really want to send a very big thanks out to Jules Watchem. He is one dynamite guy. He, he's a nice guy, and we really appreciate him coming on. And I uh, hope you really enjoyed listening to him talk about, you know, what it's like to develop games and stuff. I mean, super interesting to me. So I hope that everyone else enjoyed it because... I had a lot of fun, and I think Casey had a lot of fun. Yeah, too, it, so. it was fascinating to get a, a little behind the scenes, uh, you know, a peek behind the curtain, if you will. Yeah. But uh, without further ado, uh, again, thanks to, to Jules for stopping by, and thanks for everyone for listening, and uh, we'll see you next episode.